listening to the Real 96 Podcast, a deep dive into all the movies of 1996. Well, most of them, 25 years later. Now here's your host, Nathan Ludwig. And now, here is part two of the Real 96 Podcast, examining Jingle All the Way with Bob Rose, Mike Lombardo, and Jeff Frummis. Whew. Strap in. We'll see you again after the show. I don't know. I've got a story, I've got a story like that. My my little brush with uh, with celebrity was, this is probably 10, 15 years ago. I get an email out of the blue from somebody, and it was D. Snyder's agent. <laughs> really? <laughs> so D. Snyder's agent asking me if I'd be interested in producing Strangeland 2. I was about to say, this is that's right around the time of Strangeland, Strangeland. right? Yeah. yeah, so what wow was because the character the for Real Splatter, our logo is the gas mask guy in the, the trench coat with the end is near sign. That character's name was Dr. Chud because I love Chud. It was just a fucking stupid thing. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. That Dr. Chud was a misfits person. At Who one I worked with and is a terrible human being. But that's <laughs> another story stories. for another day. Yes. Um, so this person, D. Snyder's agent, thought he was contacting Dr. Chud. Oh, like my God. The drummer. So he just kept emailing me and I kept saying, this is Mike Lombardo. I like I'm like a in, like, you know, I make like stupid comedy horror gore things. And they just wouldn't listen. And they just kept fucking pitching stuff, asking about it. Like, oh, yeah, Strangeland 2 produced by Real Splatter Productions. Sounds good to me. When can we send you the script? And I kept, Unbelievable. I kept fucking saying this isn't uh, whatever the fuck his name was, Dave something or other. David Calabrese. Yeah. Mike, you should have just said, okay, send me the money in the script. Yeah. I'll get it done. Well, you should have totally. <laughs> so eventually... He finally emails me. I wish I would have saved these fucking emails. This is like, I could have trolled the shit out of this guy. He goes, I'm starting to think this is actually Dave Calabrese. Like, are you fucking with me? Is this really Dr. Chut? I was like, no! For the 15th time, it is not. I keep telling you this. You know what's so sad, though? What's so sad is you know what Chud is. You know what a Chud is. You're well-versed in Chuds. Dr. Chud, Chud... The, the chud that we're talking about, the one that you were confused for, he doesn't even know what the fucking, he doesn't even know the movie. He's are such a serious? fucking poser. Oh, yeah, he really? doesn't even know what fucking chuds are, man. He's a, he is absolutely, that whole horror punk thing is a fucking act, bro. Does he know what he it was, stands for, at least? He wasn't, he was, he, 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 it stands for cannibalistic humanoid underground drummer. I, I know. Yeah, I saw, I saw oh, it okay. to him. I, like, oh, I directed a music video for Dr. Chud, and it was the worst experience of my fucking life. Where can is, we see that? Can we see you that? Can't, you can't, because okay. we had a huge falling out. Actually, you can. I can send it to you. But we had a huge, I had a huge falling out and allegations about him that I had heard rumors of but were never substantiated fully rose to the surface by the people who were the right people to say them. Like, it's not my place to say those things. It's the the person who who whose choice it is to make those decisions, made those decisions and said those things. And all this stuff finally came to the surface about 
Dr. Chud. So he's kind of whatever. But I always thought it was funny that you called yourself Dr. Chud. I was like, yeah. does he know? I was like, does he know that there's no the idea. Misfits drummer I is going by that I'm name? I'm not a fan of the Misfits at all. That's so so funny to me, though. I, it's like, so I, funny. I bought, I bought American Psychers. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, they made a <laughs> Thinking it was the fucking movie. And I'm like, what the shit is? Is my older brother was into them, so he played me like Astro Zombies and stuff. But and that's like, a different Misfits. That's not even yeah, the Misfits. Well, yeah, that's well, on American Psycho. Like, I'm like, okay, this is kind of neat that they're singing about horror, but I don't like this music. Yeah. So I completely forgot they existed. Didn't. What's the matter, Mike? You don't like filmmaker Glenn Danzig? Like, come <laughs> oh, on. <laughs> yeah, dude. Death Rider in the House of Vampires. Who well, no, I had the second AD. The second AD from Death Rider in the House of Vampires was on my show and. It was interesting. Very interesting. I, I heard it's I, saw, a, I, I heard it's a step up from Veronica. Well, so it, I have slightly because <laughs> I have some of the original Veronica comics from back in the nineties. Which are worth a pretty penny. Who is my favorite author? He yeah. did a Grub Girl and a bunch of other shit yeah. with his company back in the day and he gave them to me. Yeah. And then Grub Girl eventually became a porno, which I actually A porno, yes. yes. Do not watch Directed it. by Glenn Danzig. Yeah, I remember so, in, the, Christ. in the 90s <laughs> when everybody was fan casting comic book movies because people were so hungry for comic book movies, everybody wanted Glenn Danzig to play Wolverine. Like, like <laughs> unanimously. There was some, there was talk. There was, that he was, he was actually a pro, he was approached by the studio for a conversation, nothing more. There was never, he was never going to be Wolverine, but it was supposedly briefly discussed. And I believe that's where the start of, and he wouldn't have been a good Wolverine because he I might prefer have... Danny DeVito as Wolverine. Uh, Bob Hoskins. Bob, <laughs> Bob Hoskins, Hoskins, would, be Bob Hoskins would be great too. Perfect yeah. Wolverine. On a yeah. side note, James Cameron's Spider-Man is one of my most favorite things to research because it was going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger as Dr. Octopus. That like, would have no, been amazing. No shit. Like they were trying to cast him. And I think it was they were going to cast someone as Peter Parker and then Jean-Claude Van Damme would be in the Spider-Man suit. Oh my god! Like that was a real thing for a while. Like John Claude Van Damme as Spider Man. God, yeah, no, just him playing a like a sixteen year old would have been amazing. It, it, it would just <laughs> be him in the suit, it. and then like somebody I don't know who they're gonna get. Charlie, Charlie, like Power Rangers Turbo, where the little kid puts on the suit, and then they just have a full size man <laughs> as the character. It's just it's so creepy. God, I would have loved it. I just would have kept saying Charlie, Charlie. It's like no, it's not Street Fighter. <laughs> Awesome. By the way, I really no, want to Julia. see Mike Lombardo's uh, Strange Land too. By the way, I would, I, I would pay to see it. I really want to see that. I would pay to see it. Like I love Strange Land. It's such a bad fucking movie because it's just Clockwork <laughs> Orange with, and it, like it's it's so insulting to like tattoo culture and people that are into like body modification. It's so fucking insulting, but it's I, so funny. It's so damn funny. And I'm like, what would Strange Land two even be like? Literally, at least once a month, I will use the line an ampelang. Now that's a piercing, and <laughs> no one knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> when uh, when I was in the army, I was in station in South Korea, and they would the USO would send celebrities over, and I was a broadcast journalist, so I would interview 
all these random fucking select the Charlie Charlie Daniels from the Charlie Daniels band. Like, oh my god, Taylor Dane, who was a pop singer in the eighties and the nineties. You interviewed Charlie Daniels? I did. Yeah, that's um, crazy. That's, that's awesome. Like man. Gary Sinise and um, Coolio. Like, just Gary, a, what? Holy just, shit! Nate, yes. why, are, why are you sitting like, on this information? It's yeah, how is insane. I I interviewed the Honky Tonk Man and Rick Steiner in the same day. That's my highlights of. Uh, but no, seriously, uh, D. Snyder came one day and oh he, he's a really nice he guy very boisterous and i asked him i said does, does anybody ask you about strange land and he said no you're the first person that's asked me in a long time and that was the end of the conversation because i just i had to go do something else but i was just i've been obsessed with strange land because it's such a weird fucking movie and why weird movie really wasn't is. his wife very disturbed i've never I, seen it wasn't i've seen him wife, i've like, seen him post very... a lot about it on twitter and stuff like it has a it fan base based, it was based on a hilariously a two-part song called the horror teria that was on the stay hungry album which i have on vinyl for, despite not having wow. a vinyl player myself i do own that record <laughs> <laughs> Captain you know, it's, it sounds like you love Strangeland, Mike. <laughs> I yeah. Have, yeah. I love it, and not just because I was going to produce Strangeland. Too. <laughs> too. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Chud, what are your qualifications for producing Strangeland 2? Well, I, like, I do have the sound. It's, it's a Rob Zombie movie before Rob Zombie was making yeah, movies. No, that's exactly yes. what yes. I should have said to the, to the, the his agent as soon as they're like, you know, what can you bring to the table? I'm like, well, not much right now, but when I graduate high school, I promise. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you think so, there's kids out there who don't know Rob Zombie made music? Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it has sure. to be, right? There's people that don't realize that uh, the mother from uh, Schitt's Creek was the mother in Beetlejuice and Home Alone. What's There's people out there that treat Rob Zombie like he's their Quentin Tarantino. I mean, or, or they're I, John Carpenter, even. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I say I say all the time that Rob Zombie is the horror of Quentin Tarantino because his stuff is just a mishmash of other movies that he likes. Yeah. And like, and then just like inappropriate needle drop music. So a very Quentin Tarantino uh, note for him to take out of. But the, but what's I, the difference? I wish the, the craft were better though. I, I think the difference <laughs> like, between yeah. Rob Zombie and Qu Quentin Tarantino is He's actually a fucking, a fucking amazing writer. If you yeah. want to just completely disregard everything else. He's a got, scene writer, dude. Guy knows how to write a scene. Writer. Yeah. Rob Zombie is I think Rob Zombie is really what people accuse Quentin Tarantino of being. Yeah, and... he's just a big fanboy and it doesn't work. Like I'm not a fan of You're right, Nate. Tarantino, but I will say he's a good filmmaker. Like I just don't particularly care for his movies. But they're not bad. Rob Zombie's movies are like half of them are like actually just badly his, made. Yep. His, his Halloween well, movie, the, I thirty two or whatever. Thirty one. Thirty one was, was terrible. Jesus like a film Christ! I couldn't hate yes. the Halloween movie that Rob Zombie made more if you fucking paid me because. <laughs> and I get into this argument with a lot of people. I don't give a fuck what happened to Michael Myers when he was a kid. I actually like that's I don't the one movie. Of give his a shit. I like. He's evil. That's all I need to fucking know. <laughs> He was born evil. That's why he's fucking scary because nobody evil. knows why he's evil. I don't want to know that he's in love with his mother and that he got beat up and he got abused. So he's now he's every other fucking asshole that's ever been abused. Okay, great. I don't give a shit. I don't care where Darth Vader came from. Darth Vader is a fucking badass in a cool suit. I don't want to see him as a kid. Pat Patton Oswalt. I, Pat, I was gonna say Pat Oswalt bit. Pat Oswalt has a great bit. I don't. don't I want, where can I, I love ice cream. Here's some rock salt. Stop explaining where? shit to that's me. How, that's how I felt when I saw fucking Alien Covenant and Prometheus. 
Prometheus. Everyone's like, oh, it's the origin story of the Xenomorph. And I'm like, do we need to see the no, evolution no, of no, the no. Lineage, read Linogen versus the ants to see the naked jungle? Like, I don't give a fuck. There are no, those first animals. four are fine. The first four are animals in space. I don't That's know. It. Four is pretty bad too. Jeff. Four is really watchable four is though. Awesome, I, dude. I want four to be very fun. Four I has. I wouldn't say it's good. Awesome. Four yeah, I, a, I, yeah, I enjoy it. Great movie. It's a love mix it. Of love it. House and American sci-fi, and I love it. Yes, I it's yes. There's some great I moments in that movie. Like the underwater scene is fantastic. It's fantastic. Oh, great casting, like Michael Wincott and, and yeah, Brad Dourif. And... It leaves us in. I like where it leaves us. I like that where it where it ends. That's where we leave it's the Alien that, franchise. I'm happy. I'm that, like okay with that. You the know? screenplay is what fucking sucks about that movie. It's too cutesy, Joss Whedon oh, cool. bullshit. Look at us. We're all oh, fucking. Precious characters. We're all clever. We all say clever things, and then we all die too soon before you expect us to. And I, I fucking hate the screenplay in Alien Resurrection. I really There's, do. It's too, it's too like quirky, comic booky. But the director, like, the director's doing a great job with the shit no, that he I was like given. Though you know, but like, was, yeah, I it love, didn't bother I love me. That I love City of Lost Children and shit. So love City of Lost Children. Uh, Delicatessen. I that dude, the way. dude yes. in the wheelchair, the dude in the wheelchair is in all of his films. Yeah, the dude, uh, he, he plays like twelve parts in City of Lost Children. He's fucking amazing. right, right. And Ron Perlman's love, in it. But Alien, I love right. the way that, that Delicatessen looks, but I wasn't a fan of the movie. I have to rewatch it because when I first saw it, I was expecting something a lot darker and not so like fantastical. So I think it's way more it. fantastical. It's not dark at all. You're not. Yeah, you like, you oh, go into that movie, movie expecting, yeah, you're expecting cannibalism, and you don't get the cannibalism in the way that you're hoping for it's very it's very much like fantasy so i think i need to rewatch it again knowing what i'm getting into and i think i'd love it because i love city of lost did, children like, did he fucking... he directed city of lost children delicatessen yep. amelie Mac and mcmax did he direct yeah. amelie too i don't know if he did amelie right? but he did mcmax that's it wait amelie too that's the one where they they use the big power cable and she bites it at the end and electrocutes herself right i don't know i haven't seen amelie that's so jaws that's that... that's jaws too oh yeah jaws okay. too right yeah, I'm only two, the revenge, right? So, like, Alien Covenant is, like, everybody, like, seems really smart at the beginning of the movie, and I was really digging the aesthetic when they're on the ship before they land. And then they land, and everybody all of a sudden turns into a fucking moron. And it's forget it's a forgettable, it's forgettable and frustrating. They're slipping and tripping Covenant. all over each other. They're getting killed in stupid yeah. ways. The, it's very frustrating. I was very frustrated by that movie. It's it horror movie cliche bullshit, and I fucking hated it. I and hated Prometheus, it. Prometheus frustrated me as well because I, I just was kind of like, like. I don't know. I, I I appreciated that Ridley Scott was trying to revisit the world and trying to be original. But at the same time, with something that's now been so well developed and so revered to like for him to just deviate so far from it and like make it really hard so, to kind of reconcile. I, I actually like me. Prometheus. I actually like Prometheus, but it's yeah. because it's such hubris in what it is. Like, I don't understand why it exists or why that was the angle. What the fuck does yeah. any of that have to do with Alien? Because he wanted, because when I when I saw those two movies, I this just came up in my Facebook memories. He's the only reason I remember this. I don't generally quote myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was, I was laughing. I was laughing hysterically eating breakfast the other day because it said, I watched Alien Covenant. My one sentence review was, Ridley Scott needs to take his dick out of the carcass of the Alien franchise and just remake Blade Runner. 
And that was that was all I had to say. About it's that. odd that it came out the same year as as twenty forty nine too. Yeah, right. Like, um, you know what though? I really love really unpopular opinion. I I never been a big fan of the original Blade Runner, and I absolutely loved twenty forty nine. I loved it. I, I liked, thoroughly I liked, enjoyed it. I love both of them. I think twenty forty nine is. I love the first one. Twenty forty nine is one of the best looking films ever. It looks made. great. It's it, be- it was gorgeous and. You know, I've, I, you know, it's funny. I've tried watching every cut of Blade Runner, and I've just never, like, I appreciate it for what it is. I respect it. The final cut is good. But I've just never. It's a great noir film. If you know what you're going into, it's not an action sci-fi film like a lot of people think before they watch it. It's a noir. It's it's a it's it's a really That's good noir. That's how you have to frame it. It's a futuristic noir. You yeah. can't go into it any other way but going into it as a noir. I think, one hundred percent. You know, and you're and right. the sequel. I got to tell you, I was because I was so because the the original was not a sacred cow to me. I was able to thoroughly enjoy the sequel in a way that I think maybe I would not have if I loved the movie, the original as much as uh, you know it's loved. So I I generally don't. I think that Denis Villeneuve is a great filmmaker. I just generally don't really want to watch his movies that much. Does that make I, sense? Like I think I, he, like, yeah, I think he's like. like I think he's what a lot of Christopher Nolan th- fans think Christopher Nolan is, but he really isn't. I don't think Christopher Nolan is as complete a filmmaker as Denis Villeneuve. I think he's a messy filmmaker. Yeah. Like, like if you look at, he's a lot like Danny Boyle. Christopher Nolan's a lot like Danny Boyle. A lot of good stuff in his films. Usually can't stick the ending very well, and that's why I have a lot of problems with like Sunshine and Twenty Eight Days Later. The endings I are the terrible. Later so much. They- fucking goes off the rails so goddamn bad he doesn't know how to end a movie you know so i, I don't know although i will say uh train spotting 2 has no business being i love first of all i loved 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 train spotting 2 and has no business being as good as it is it, it really it's 20 years after the original and i just felt like it was the perfect it, it it we didn't need a sequel to train spotting but the fact that it was here it sat very well with me and i, I was very that's why a lot happy of people didn't go see it because they were like oh train spotting too what yeah and it didn't sound like a good idea I no it, it. really oh, i, I highly recommend it. watching it i really do i really really enjoyed it if you i generally love danny boyle too maybe more i love guys, danny but, boyle but i yeah I, slumdog I millionaire i love um 27 hours i love i love the original 20 yeah Exception. I, the- I i think 28 weeks later is shallow grave than 28 oh, days I hate later. 28 weeks later. i that love 28 weeks later it's such oh. a good film. It's so fucked up. Shallow Grave is good. Um, the Beach is good. I'll tell you something else. As Shallow a big Grave Beatles is very nut, good. Yeah, Shallow, yeah Grave. Shallow Grave is awesome. As a big Beatles nut, I really, really hated... What was the Beatles movie he did? Was it called Yesterday? What was it, was it called? Yes, it was, yes. it was called Yesterday? Yeah, it was yeah. written by but it had Curtis. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you something. That movie was was a uh, was a trash fire. Except for there's one scene, and I won't say what it is if you haven't seen it. I've seen but it. But that yeah. se- okay, that scene was such a tonic for the soul. It was so cathartic for you know. Uh, it was so cathartic that it actually it's one of those rare examples where a scene is so good that you leave the movie going like that was a bad movie but that scene was so good that like i i'm walking away like 
not mad at that movie. Like it, that's, the movie doesn't make any sense. Like it, it doesn't it, make any sense. The rules it doesn't of the make movie, any sense. You got to set up your rules in the beginning of the movie or whenever the inciting incident now, it, happens. And if you don't define the rules clearly, then the audience is not going to know what the fuck to to do with the, with the conceit that oh everybody has forgotten the Beatles songs except for this guy. It was like a power outage or people convenient. None of it made any sense when you actually think about it. And that's the problem is they thought that their idea was cute enough. That they could get by on the charm of the character. Well, they changed the 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 script. Change. It was actually the the original idea for the script basically was that he he has the Beatles songs or he has the knowledge of the Beatles songs, but it doesn't make him famous the way that it did for the Beatles. That was like the original hook, and then they sort of changed it from there into what we got. So but the kind of thing scene... was you had to be conscious when the world blacked out, and then you would forget. So if you were unconscious like he was, then you would remember. I think there would be a lot more people on the planet that would remember either they are sleeping or, or what, you know, right. and it's, there's and only they, like 15 only, of them. That's they it. didn't work out the double mumbo jumbo very well, you know, no, like no. They, they didn't like, like they, it should have been more like a groundhog day type of situation where they really lay it out for you. And then you know what's going on, but they mm -hmm. didn't do that. No. But yeah. that scene, if you are a Beatles fan is just like, it's, a, it, for me, it was. I it almost it made me so emotional to see it. I really loved it. I'd that was Robert it. Carlyle, wasn't it? It was Robert Carlyle, yeah. and he is so he was so good. He was so good, and I was shocked. I was not expecting that at all. And when he, you know, when it happened, I like my jaw dropped, and I just went like I was like really not liking the movie at all. And then I said, no matter what happens, like I'm so satisfied with that one scene. It's just, I'm trying to think of another movie that really did that for me, where there I was mean, just a scene that was once, so good that just well, I mean, it's of, a, once upon a time in Hollywood and Glorious Bastards do that too, but there are better films in that that movie. So that, I'm yeah. glad you brought that up because that I actually wanted to just just double back on that for a second talking about Quentin Tarantino and his merits as a filmmaker. I think that Quentin Tarantino and this is especially true after Kill Bill. And we might have talked about this in the past Nate. I feel like I had this conversation with you. After Kill Bill, Quentin Tarantino stops really making films as much as he writes really really interesting scenes and sort of smatters them together. Like Inglorious Bastards is not really a cohesive film. It's more of a mini series of no, it's, it's, it's you know, it's yeah, a lot of vignettes. Yes, it's, yeah. yeah, you're right, Mike. Vignettes yeah. and uh, yep. <clears throat> excuse me, you're either on board or you're not with him. And I know a right. lot of people that worship at his altar, and I know a lot of people that have no time for him. And it's just, it's all, it's your taste. That's what it is. Dude. That's why like, my wallet for like 15 wow. years. <laughs> yeah, but here's so, what happened. Yeah. You know what happened? What happened to him was he made Kill Bill, which is my personal favorite. I think that's his, ma it's my, ma I love that film. It's his masterpiece and I love did, it. It's my favorite you, of his did films. Did you watch that Blu-ray you got off of eBay? I have not, I have not watched it yet. I, I want to know if it's yet. the we'll actual talk about cut. It. We will talk about it. Uh, yeah, the whole, the uh, whole bloody affair. Yeah. Um, but, but I think what happened was Quentin Tarantino made this incredibly long film that was super duper well received and then was just like was like so, and surrounded at that point by so many yes men and had every you know literally on a whim could turn to the studio and he goes I'm ready to make another movie and they don't even know what the fucking movie is going to be and they're just like here's He's you know, the only he's director. Million. He's the like, only director right now dollars. that can get away with that. Just like Leonardo, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, 
whether you like him or hate him, he's the only movie star that can open a movie nowadays. The only one it's that people so cra- show up it's for. It's so and the two of them working together. Is that true, really? Though I so mean, like, like, the, crazy, like the Rock can't do that. I mean, he's, I don't know. He's the only one that every single movie he's done has opened, has done at least a hundred million dollars, and has opened a certain percentage on opening weekend. Nobody else can do that anymore. And he's it's not doing him. like genre films either, too. No. Like you know what I mean. On top of that, nope. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, with Leo, I, I, though, I mean, you got to figure, you've got, you're talking the, the fucking Critters 3 power. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Total Critters 3 power. Critters 3, people yeah. Still, he's uh, still. It's a little bit of the Growing Pains power, too. Don't forget. You know, Richard's, definitely Richard's. <laughs> I don't know. Critters 3, I mean, I'm a fan. I love the guy. <laughs> so, but, I, have, I have a question for you guys. Do you yeah. think, do you think that Quentin Tarantino, Rob Zombie, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, James Cameron, Bill Paxton, uh, D. Snyder, and Glenn Danzig. Do you think they all enjoyed Jingle All the Way? Um, great way to bring this around back. Around. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually about to mention, but we should probably talk about Jingle, all, Jingle the all the Way. All right, all right, no, all right. N- you know what? No, I don't. I'm going to say straight up no because I don't think any of those guys have a lot of time for other movies. Or I don't think any Tarantino. Oh no, Tarantino does. Tarantino's Tarantino a voracious has, consumer. Yes, of, he's seen. He's yes, seen that he's movie. Not gonna watch, He's seen everything. it, but I don't think he likes it. I think he likes it. I, I would, I and the rest gotta... of them. I want to see them remake it. I want to see Glenn Danzig's Jingle All no, the Way. I don't want to see that, Jeff. It's perfect the way it is. I don't want to see anyone touch. <laughs> he's gonna, all he's the gonna way. call it. He's gonna call it Jingle All the Sleigh. And yeah, yeah no, it would just be Sherry Moon Zombie as Arnold's wife. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did someone see the poster of Jaws, Rob yes. Zombie's Jaws? Jaws and it's Sherry Moon Zombie. <laughs> I think, okay, so real quick, I think that shit, that whole like spat was really mean because I'm sure she's a lovely person. I'm sure I'm he sh- is. Fu- yeah. I'm, but like, like it's, it's so like, funny. I, I you know what? I think the monster. He wants to put her in movies. I think she's a terrible actress personally. But, I mean, I mean, I've seen worse, but she's not great. I've seen, I've definitely seen worse, but I mean, in a way, it's actually it's kind of sweet. Like, I'm it like, is. Okay, I'm kind of looking forward to the monsters. Well, I think the monsters yeah, might actually be pretty good. It'll be, it'll be fun. Trash monsters, or it's actually like a straight up Daniel. Monsters. Daniel the, Roebuck as as uh as Grandpa. I mean, that's, that's great. Pretty that's awesome. Casting. It's I think gonna be. The, it'll be the, fun. The people that really insult the Sherry Moon Zombie thing, they kind of also don't understand how movies work, like. You do end up putting people you love in your movies. Oh, That's how it works and, with anything. And, yes. With anything. Like, it, they, like whenever anyone insults, like, he just puts his wife in there. I'm like, yeah, when you make movies, you put people you love in there. That's, like, yeah, normal. That's... It's not a weird thing. It's just the fact that you just know this one trope by this one guy that does it. And I think many other times. I don't know if this is a hot take or not, but I think she's actually really good in House of a Thousand Corpses. I mean. Yeah, she is. How that's, is, like, so, perfect for her. Yeah, the only movie of his I like. Yes, because it's just Texas Chainsaw Massacre two inside of a cheap Halloween haunted house. And but I yeah, fucking... like 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 three from hell. Like I I remember going to see that in a theater. Don't ask me why, because I see everything, and I just remember just being so exhausted from that movie. I'm like, this movie should be nowhere near as bad. It's got fucking Richard Brake in it. Yeah, it, you know, it, you know, it wasn't actually. I actually didn't mind it so much. I I saw it as well. I saw it on Shutter and. You know, I wasn't. I had very, very low expectations when I went in, so I w- actually was pleasantly surprised that it wasn't exactly. I thought it was going to be thirty-one part two, and it wasn't quite. It wasn't quite thirty-one. <laughs> thirty-two. Part two. Thirty-two. It wasn't, 
Actually, Devil's but, Rejects is my favorite, to be honest. Yeah, with you. Devil's but, Rejects, I think, is yeah. the everybody considers yeah. to be his, yeah, his that's, best that's work. Loves. I saw that movie three times in the theater, and I have owned it four times on DVD. <laughs> that sounds like you really I, love it, Mike. No, because I'm every time I'm like, why the fuck does everyone love this? I'm going to love it this time. And I keep feeling like I'm missing something. People always accuse me of just hating everything blindly. I tried. Well, that's not true, though. Look all this stuff behind you. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. thousands of movies. I love lots of stuff. Yeah, but um, Fury Road's not there. But three, or not three, no. The Devil's Rejects and Land of the Dead are the two movies I have tried and tried. I don't tried like Land of the Dead that much. Oh, Land of the Dead. Land of, Land, of the Land, Dead, of the Dead. Land of the Dead is a movie I don't really care about, but I've seen so many times, it's not even funny. Like... If it's that was, on, I'll watch it. We were so excited I'm when just that saying, came. You know, passionate Land of the Dead fans, like who the hell's they? Like, I you know, know, but I think times in the theater because I saw the first one. And I'm like, oh god, and I'm like, no, no, it just was never going to be what I wanted it to be. Let me see it again, and I'm like, this kind of sucks. Then I saw it the third time, like, oh, this definitely sucks. It, then I, it oh, doesn't. Now. <laughs> It's, you know, it's fun. It's fun to put on sometimes. Like I've seen it multiple times. I I get some enjoyment out of it. They're interesting concepts. The concepts in there. are good. I, they are fun. They Dennis are. Hopper yeah. is, Dennis Hopper's is like the best part. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think there's that, the, the, the Diary the cat, of the, the Dead is better than Land of the Dead. I said it. Yeah, I said it. Wait, I don't which even one? remember Diary of the Dead, to be honest with you. Diary, oh, his, man. I was... that, that was his attempt. I'm not saying it's a great movie. I'm just saying yeah. I liked it better than Land of the Dead because it tried something different with the I'm found so sad for stuff. George Romero's at the end of his career. His last film was Survival of so, the oh Dead. Oh, my like, God. So sad. That was by far the worst. So fucking, it's just so sad, dude. It's just such a bummer. Like that dude, we've and we've talked about this on here as well. It's just that like he was gonna do the mummy, he was gonna do Diamond Dead, he was gonna do all these like he had all these ideas, man. And he just like he just always went back to those fucking dead movies. And I love hey, Night of Living Dead, favorite film. It's not of all that time. okay, wait a minute, but, hold know. on a second. It's not that he went back to them, it's that they the, they're the only thing he could get yeah, any funny. money for. Yeah. 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 That's, that's, that's what it. I mean. Was, he it, went, he went, so he went back. He wanted to make movies, but when I, went, when I met him, I brought up um, Bruiser, and I was like, you know, I love, love Bruiser. Like Bruiser's this. good. He's like, so would I. He's like, but nobody wants to finance any other script I have. They just want more zombies. And I Jason Fleming, underrated actor. Speaking of Dr. Chud, <laughs> the misfits were in Bruiser. It's really funny. So how close do you think that is to Kevin Smith's career? Is that a controversial question? Like he keeps going. No, back to, that's not. No. And I like I like Kevin Smith. I don't have a problem with. Kevin I, Smith. I love Kevin Smith. But he keeps going back to the Clerks and the Jane Silent Bob movies. Do you think that's kind of a similar kind of thing? That's the only thing that sells for him. I'll tell I you why. No, I'll tell you why. No, you oh, okay. go first, Bob. You go first, okay. and then I'll say. Well, I mean, the Kevin Smith thing's weird because I mean, I you know I used to idolize Kevin Smith. I don't think I do anymore, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. But I think that his movies now are completely self-funded. Like, he he raises the money through his own built-in fan base on Smodcast, and then they make their money entirely back with profit without yep. any type of studio model. So it's like, yep. when people criticize his movies now, I'm kind of like, sure, you, everyone has the right to hate a movie, but I'm like, the guy literally has figured out how to self Yep fund and produce his own movies that are fully profitable in his own yep. world so whatever he does i'm just like the dude kind of did it like i he yeah. I, I have to idolize the model above all things you know what I'm i mean like, he broke out of the studio system he, and he found did. a way to blaze his own trail and i'll tell you something yes he's returned to the fucking clerks three and the blah 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 and the blah blah blah, blah but 
he went out of uh, he 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 got so into podcasting, and I'm I am also a f- fucking di- I'm a diehard Kevin Smith fan, even though I I know a lot of his movies are very flawed, and I've been listening to Spodcast since 2007. It's, I've literally it's been a constant in my life since it started. I've listened to since episode two, so I really I've, I've followed Kevin Smith closely, and this is a dude who in 2014 like got really stoned with his best friend slash ex-producer and made up a story about a walrus and like basically said if you want to see this get made just do hashtag walrus yes and then went out and made this insane horror film that was so outside of anything that he had done even farther out than red state and even though it wasn't a good movie it like definitely like that's an understatement, Jeff. But I, I like Tusk for the fact fucking, that it's 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 like shouldn't exist. That's why I like it. It shouldn't yeah. exist, man. Yeah, he, it shouldn't like, exist. He, it's he you sitting around happen, a room dude. with your friends bullshitting about a story and somebody it's like one of those things where you're like just yeah. you're bullshitting and somebody actually made it. I have had, mad respect for that, before. dude. And it's the same yeah. thing with yoga hosers. I have respect, even if it's not good, I have respect that he is he went he went so far away from the safety of, hey, let's try and do Zach and Miri make a porno because it's like ticking all these boxes. We're trying to like be like Judd Apatow. We're trying to follow the trends. And he went out there. He went out there as far as he could go. And then he's like, all right, I want to go back to playing my characters. I need to make money and I want to do my thing. And so like it gets a pass from me because of because I love him so much and his cult of personality and the fact that he had a streak where he was trying to be a fucking independent iconoclast blazing his own trail. And he did. He was four walling. He was doing all sorts of fucking like really stellar trailblazing shit. So I, I got nothing. I got not a bad bone to say about him in uh, regards to that. Also, you know? I think I'm not, I, I'm not a fan of his, but I do. I agree. Like, I love that he literally got to a point in his career where he could do whatever the fuck he wanted. He's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm going to do something because I think it's stupid and funny. I'm just going to. Yeah. I feel the same way about David Cronenberg because he just did like Eastern Promises and A Dangerous Method and Maps of the Stars. He's like, you know what? Fuck all of you. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. And I'm not going to. And I don't give a shit if you like it or not. Yep. And like, I love that. I don't love the movies necessarily. I mean, I love, I love Eastern promises, but I, I love that they got to a point where they're like, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. And they're not following any kind of trend. They're not following anything that's going to be popular or be a guaranteed moneymaker. They just do it. And like, I, I that's the dream. Like I love yeah. that. Look that at, um, look at da- Daniel Radcliffe. After he did Harry yeah. Potter, name perfect one, example. Name perfect one example. Name one Hollywood blockbuster he's done since Harry Potter. Also, you could say the same for um, Elijah Wood too. Yeah. They have two per two they, perfect examples. Perfect they have examples. the freedom to do whatever the fuck they want because they're not beholden to. I gotta Fucking make Specter Vision, baby. I gotta make this much money on my next movie, or I can't be yep. accustomed to this lifestyle that I live. Yep. They got that Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, fuck you money, so they can do whatever they want when it comes to movies. It's that's the bottom dream line right there. Bottom I mean, line, did you they, see come, come, oh, was it come to me, daddy, or was that? Yeah, come, come to daddy. daddy. Come to daddy. daddy. Fucking yes. crazy, yeah. Cru- crazy. Wait, That's, oh wait, I never yeah. saw it. I wanted to. I didn't watch it though. Stephen McHattie is out of his fucking mind in that movie. He's, he's nuts. And, and and like just to think that that's a choice he made after Lord of the Rings is incredible. <laughs> you know? What are we looking at? What is this poop? Who has seen Come to Daddy? Raise your hand. I haven't. I, I have. Okay, this was the this is what was given to us at the Alamo Draft House. You can guess what this is. I don't want to tell Mike. 
Do you know what this is? I kept oh, this. This was my man. souvenir. Yeah. Oh do my you, God. Do, do you oh. know what that is? That was yeah, that was okay, given to yeah. us. That was given to us. It's Hershey syrup. That was given to us at the screening. It was sitting in front of us. I was like, we had the best Alamo, dude. We had the best programmer ever. He was he was a fucking man. But this was this. <laughs> this was from Come to Daddy. It was like Mike, see that movie. You might hate go it. Go see but, it. Go see yeah. it, Mike. Yeah, I want to. I want to see it. It looked interesting, but I. It's I fun. His his version of Maniac, I love that movie, and I yeah, I'm not a big slasher thought, fan at all, but I love the remake of Maniac. I think it's got I so much style. And I saw when I saw the new one, I was like, I really wanted to like it. He just he's pedophile creepy, not serial killer creepy, so it didn't work for me. Gotcha. Yeah, he is. He, he is. Too, he was too Weasley and non-threatening. It didn't work. Like, but it wasn't a bad movie. I just didn't buy him at despite it being in first person. I didn't buy him as the killer. It didn't work for it. Bottom line, Elijah Wood and Daniel Radcliffe. And when you saying fuck you money, forget about even the fuck you money. They literally are set for life, even in the way of they basically they basically have that um they have a meal ticket at any con they have a for fucking photo reputation. Yeah. They, they don't ever have like to worry about can, money for yeah. anything right. ever again. Right. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. choose Daniel Radcliffe, Swiss Army Man. What, what was that skinhead movie he did too? Um, Guns uh, Akimbo. Yeah, he's just Street out Bulligans. there, tra just he did, trailblazing. He, he did a movie where you he know? fucks a horse or something like that yeah, too. Yeah. Oh it's, yes, yes, yes. The uh, Dick Long. You mean Dick Long? The uh, no, it's called Equus. I think it might have yeah. been a stage play, but That's there's a stage a, play. That's when he shows his penis. Yeah, where he fucks a horse. Audience. Basically, yeah, he's yeah. in love with a horse and. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was that? Um, the death of Dick Long is what I'm thinking Dick of, Long. but that's not him. Yeah. That's from the Swiss Army guy, though. That's Swiss from Army Swiss Man Army was, Man. Yeah. I, you I can't get weirder Swiss. than Love Swiss it. Army Man. Loved I mean... Swiss Army Man. <laughs> <laughs> la, 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 la. So good. Uh, there's parts of that movie that I really liked, and there's other parts. And then the ending just pissed me off. I was like, just pick. Oh, I loved, I loved the ending of that movie so hard because it just... It just, it I'm, just I'll said, just be excited whenever you like a new movie, Mike. Oh, I, 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 I know. Yeah. I just well, hold please. on. Let's play that. What, what no, does no, no, Mike no. like? What Mike, no, no, Mike no, no. Like? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like saying. I'm just saying. Can you do Like, can you tell us when you like a new movie? We want to know because I'm going to be excited I'm about think, it. I'm trying to think of what the newest movie I watched that I really dug. There's, I just, I had like the giant stack of Blu-rays I blind bought and I've been watching. Them. I can't remember. Mike, oh, we, to pal. we were Did talking about. Oh yeah, we played that at Genre Blast. It was great. Yeah, that movie was fucking amazing. What Sam movie? I, I didn't. I didn't hear you. Like there are parts of this movie that are literally straight out of my friend Lawrence. And I'm like, oh fuck you. And I watched it. I was like, oh my god, you're right. Wait, which, what are you talking about? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear you. Got what you guys said. Rent a pal. Rent a pal. I haven't seen it. Oh. Oh, I. It was okay. It was okay. Okay. I, okay. Wait. Wait. Let me. Let me rephrase what I said earlier. I want to know what studio movies you like. I don't go to the dude. I never go to the movies. Well, you, you gotta like, watch stuff though, don't wait, you? You watch some stuff. I, no, I don't. I don't okay. watch the movies. Okay. Like the, the last Mike. time I was interested in seeing something, like legitimately interested in seeing a movie in the theater, we were talking about see, Freaky earlier. Hey, did you like Freaky? Uh, Freaky was okay. I think. Yeah, okay, I'll was, take that. I'll, I'll take that. Two, you, I love. <laughs> that movie had me in fucking tears. I was. Which okay. one? I like both of them. Yeah. Happy Death Day to you. I like that director really. Did yeah, you? Yeah, he's Michael same director. Rand. He did. He did Happy Death Day and Freaky. Yeah. And he did. I even like Scouts uh, in the Zombie Apocalypse. Oh, that was him. That was okay. Yeah, it was him. I liked I saw it. Only like five minutes of that movie and turned it off. I was like, oh, I liked it. I thought it was enjoyable. Did anybody see Spontaneous? No. Oh uh, yes. Did you? Yes. I love Spontaneous. Okay. okay. That was so I, okay, good. So, so here's the thing. 
the message of spontaneous. I'm not sure if you picked out the message that I felt that I picked out. I, I thought it started off really strong. I thought it, it sort of, it sort of fell apart for me towards the end, but the message, the message the was you just gotta live your life and don't fucking worry about when you know what I thought die. the message was. I thought the message was about school shootings. Well, that was in there too, obviously. And then I like, thought it was just, just pure about like like the, the, the nonsense of death from school shootings and just sort of like have you guys th that's heard of that I movie? Have you guys heard of Spontaneous? Oh, so it, it, must see. Must it's see based it. on a book, but it, the movie is basically. I'll look it up. It's a high school movie where p kids in high school just start spontaneously combusting in front of it's their friends. It's kind of ter it's terrifying. Well, it's okay, actually that, quite that's terrifying. All, that's all you needed to say. But it's that, like it's great. it's funny and dark and sad. And sad. I kind of teared up a couple times. It was really good. It's, it's, kinda, it's very sad. It's, it's very about, sad. It's about the horror of being a teenager and like school shootings and like your friends I, All I saw was school shootings. I was like, I was like, this is a commentary on school shootings. That's what I thought. And it, it, well, it's, it's fucked up. Who, it's the guy who wrote Underwater and Babysitter. I'd watch it. Yeah, it was really totally good. give it. It's worth a watch. I'll yeah. tell you what I did watch that was absolute just like and I don't mind. You know, I think we've done a little bit. I've done some movie bashing on this podcast, but uh, I generally publicly I try not to bash movies. It's too OK much. to bash movie. movies, but no bashing people. That's the difference. All right, well, I'm going to yeah. bash people and this movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, what fucking uh, die hard in a fucking school shooting. Worst fucking I forgot the name of it. Worst Toy soldiers. No, no, no. It just. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Ben Shapiro's company put this out with Dallas. Uh, what's his oh, face? Oh, was it Karen? From... Was that that fucking Karen movie? No, it's not Karen. It's called. Uh, it has Thomas Jane, Barbara Crampton, and fucking Treat Williams are in this film, which is why I watched it. Wow. I was like, holy shit, Barbara Crampton, Treat Williams, and oh, fucking Thomas Jane. I'm gonna check this film out, and it's basically Die Hard in a school shooting, and it is just pure white right wing propaganda nonsense but it is infuriating uh, it is an infuri was it run hide fight yes yes and it is in it's an infuriating an absolutely infuriating film just just absolutely the worst like so bad like it it, it just like just really uh it, not very subtly weaving so many right-wing talking points into a movie that was made by conservatives trying to push. And here's the thing about horror that's really interesting that I've noticed. This is not a rule. This is very, I know horror is subjective, but this is some, this is a trend. Let's say it's a very loose blanket trend statement. Horror filmmakers tend to be more left-leaning liberals, like sort of like progressive and have some sort of me message in their filmmaking and depending i'm not saying all again don't want to cut this is not a blanket statement we are all horror fans here but that uh, there are many there is a huge contingent let's uh, let's put it that way there's a huge contingent of horror consumers that are that lean the other way politically and i found this movie to be very interesting within that paradigm and that was, I found that absolutely fascinating. Uh, and it's a really bad movie. You should not watch it. That's something I will not. I mean, recommend. anything Ben Shapiro touches, I'm not going to watch. So. Something I noticed yeah. that this is just an observation when I've never heard like a left wing person say, I don't want politics in my entertainment. I've never heard a, a, like a liberal say that. It's always a conservative that says, don't put politics in my entertainment. And then, but then when they turn around and make a movie, it's the most 
cloyingly religious political thing that you've ever fucking seen in your life. And that's what this movie is. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what this movie is. It's like they're praying to Jesus right there. Like like these all these very sort of like conservative ideolo- ideological blah, 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 points are, are just there, like right on the surface. And it's just like it, it'd be one thing if it was subversively weaved in. Like any good, clever horror film that has a message is doing it very subversively. And that's not the case at all. It's like they're turning to you watching the screen and trying to shove a talking point down your throat. Who who, who is a famous like conservative filmmaker, horror filmmaker that like like there's got to be a few, right? Legendary. Like I don't know about legendary, but Dallas famous Dallas. uh, What's his face? The producer is a very conservative guy and he makes genre films. He's a, that guy is super conservative and he produced this film. Very conservative. Me, um, what's his name that made Squirm and Satan's Little Helper? Uh, is it Jeff, Jeff Lieberman? Lieberman? Is he the guy that did Satan's Little Helper? Which I, I do love that. Which movie. was shot right here. He he lives right down, he lives right uh, a town over from me. Yeah, he's yeah. The, the, his, I uh, bump into him at the Sleepy Hollow International Film Festival. He he shot Satan's Little Helper right here in White Plains and Bronxville and all movie, the- But like yeah. listen, commentary track and shit, the whole thing is he's basically saying violence in the media is corrupting the youth of America and it's going to cause really. Like, and I'm like, and then I watched the movie again and I was like, ooh, this really does kind of come out on the side of video games are making kids into killers. I'm like. I'm kind of shocked. I would never expect well, it from bad, Jeff Lieberman. That's a bad look, dude. I was like, you're a horror filmmaker. Like, I don't think that this quite worked. The movie's goofy and fun. Like, I love it, but I was like, I, I hate what you're trying to say, but I love the movie. Is that I what that movie was are, trying to really say? Are. Okay. Is there any... Well, yeah, the is, whole time, the little I boy think, um, watching that video game, the Satan's Little Helper, and he thinks that it's pretend, like, all the violence that's going on. He's like, yeah, get him. Like, do keep it. He's encouraging because he plays it in the games so he wants to see it in real life. Things as funny as he can't tell the difference between reality and fantasy, and I'm like, oh, that's not accurate, <laughs> like at all. <laughs> like, Who else is conservative though? Like that, that um, Like I'm trying to think of like someone prominent who's conservative. It's not really prominent, but Jim Van Beber is pretty, pretty right wing. Uh, from Dead. Really? Man. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I saw him get into a fight with Jim Bickard online. Oh, 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 yeah. That dude is super. No, yeah. no, that dude is super. He's not. Yeah, he he made that one movie, but he is super fucking conservative. That yes. guy. Yes. But that Which, movie is fucking I like that awesome. Movie. The movie's fucking <laughs> movie's badass. Fucking awesome. But yeah, he's a bit of a. Cool. He's super fucking conservative. Yes, he is. Uh, yeah, he, he did everything on that movie. Directors keep it very close to their sleeve. When actors like every day, somebody fucking opens it, like Kevin Sorbo yeah. and fucking Kevin like, Dean Cain. Dean Cain. But you know what's weird too, though, is like even like going out to Land of the Dead. I haven't watched it in a long time, but I remember thinking it was really weird that there was like just the random when they're like showing like the slums and the debauchery. There's just like lesbians kissing, and then they get slaughtered. <laughs> really graphically and then they get like chicks with piercings are getting like their nipple rings pulled out and stuff and i'm like what are you trying to say george like what well mate i think it was the wasn't it the juxtaposition that like how the rich people were all safe and none of that was yeah happening to he's, them? he's a radical he is a yeah, radical he, leftist radical. kind of guy like he's but not no, I mean, like, just, he's like a hippie those particular little set pieces i was just like that's yeah odd that you have like it's like i feel like you're making some kind of moral point here and it was just one more thing that maybe not like that movie. 
I mean, don't get me wrong. Piercings are wrong, and being gay is evil. Of course, we yeah, all know that. Obviously, but, yeah, right. I mean, uh, it was just it was just <laughs> weird. I was like, I didn't expect to see that in like a George Romero movie. There's a guy who writes Christian horror thrillers. His name is Ted Decker, and yeah, he. I know had, about that. He's had a couple of his movies made into feature films. I got tricked into watching one, and it was fucking terrible. It was called, it was called th- no, not three. It was called House. It was, and it's got Michael Madsen in it. And I thought it was going to be this cool little thriller, but it's one of the most boring fucking horror movies I've ever seen in my life. And then I looked the guy up, and he did. There was another movie called Three, which is just a Christian knockoff of Seven. And yeah, I saw the book. I always bought the book because I always saw his name and I, I know people that know him. And I'm like, oh, I'll read this. And then I read, I kept reading the back. I'm like, this sounds awful. I'm glad yeah. I never. But isn't that interesting that we're sitting here and all of us are very well versed in this stuff. And we're sitting here really trying to put our, you know, think about it. And that this this sort of generalized blanket statement that I initially made is kind of accurate, at least on that side of things. Yeah, I like really you, can't, you can't think, think of, of like like the big like the like Mount Rushmore level horror filmmakers. I can't the, the, not one. You can not you one. can sniff out the phoniness a mile away. That's why you can tell Millius full of shit. He's not a horror filmmaker, but Millius was a very sort of conservative kind of guy. He's right? Very, uh, really? He's a, he's a very Teddy <laughs> Roosevelt kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Uh, Walter Hill is the same way too. Just a kind of a man. Walter. Walter yeah. Hill is but okay. Ne- th- there it is. You just nailed ne- it. Walter neither Hill. of them are really horror filmmakers, though, are they? I, no. Yeah, but I, no. I love Walter me. Some, I love me some Walter Hill, though. I don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. <laughs> Walter. I think Walter Hill would count. I like, I like the the slash movies and the Friday the Thirteenth, like all the the bullshit. I hate when people are like, oh, the horror movie rules. Like Scream talks about. You have sex, you die. You have you party, you die. I, mean, I don't know if that's more of just a trope that gets recycled, but they're actually really conservative morality plays when it comes down to it. That's what I'm, but that's what I'm saying in terms of, and here's the thing. And I didn't want to say this initially. I was a little ambivalent to say this, but I'm going to say it. And I, again, I really can't underline or emphasize. And I like a lot of these movies myself too. I want to underline that and emphasize that thoroughly and fully when I say this, that it's generally in those like sequels of those 80s sort of slasher with those, what you just said, the morality kind of play sort of stuff, the, that conservative fan base, those are their, that's their fucking bread and butter. That's what they fucking love and it comes watching. From that the- earnestness in the 80s where everything, even the most fucked up horror movie still had that, that, that attitude of just like we got to have something redeeming in here somewhere even if like yeah. right something fucked up is happening like those rules from scream it's basically just friday the 13th it's really you try to apply yeah, those no, rules to other movies and they don't necessarily hold up it's really friday the 13th that did that started those rules like to the t basically Victor I feel like C. Every, Miller. every time i've ever seen uh uh robert england in an interview he basically frames it like that right he always says like freddie and jason were punishing the youth for their sins like I feel like I've seen him say that like a hundred times. Yeah, it's just so, weird. Like, yeah. Freddie was a child molester. Like, what the fuck? He was a child killer. He did not molest children. The, unless you're talking about the remake, which I, I mean, hate. But that's the origin lo- of the Wow, Bob. I know, because it's true. It's true. It was, <laughs> it was, no, it wasn't. It, it, it is. I think it was left unsaid in the original, which is why yeah, I think it's it was the kind of version. ambiguous. How many you child can... killers also don't molest the children? I mean, no, come on. I mean. It's like, no, I'm just going to lure these children into my, my as a janitor of this school, I'm just going to lure these children into the basement, and then I'm just going to kill them. I'm evil, but I'm not that evil. They, like, the, oh, the, look, the, what, what was wrong in the with canon the canon of that series? Yeah, 
The remake he sucked not because of that. It's because they tried to make him sympathetic in the in the sequel. And you're supposed to feel bad for Jackie Earl Haley, even though he's killing and molesting kids. In Nightmare on Elm Street, Robert Englund... Also, is, he's no he's, fun. He's an awful, <laughs> scary piece of shit, and you're not supposed to feel bad for him. Yeah. And that's the difference between all these remakes... Like the Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street, and even the Friday the Thirteenth remake. You're absolutely you, right. They yeah. want Friday, you to feel bad for the killer. And fucking Halloween. No, you're, you're basically they're they basically turning, them. they're basically turning them into Twilight. Is what they're yeah. doing. They're, hu- they're humanizing. Yeah, like, they're saying, them. "Hey, the monster's really not the monster." You no, know, the monster you know. is the monster. It's the monster. Yeah, yeah. You know, I used to have nightmares about Jaws because Jaws is a fucking killing machine. You're yeah. not going to see a remake where we get to see where he lives in under the ocean, and he's really just a hey, misunderstood man, they, shark. And hey. They, they made a new Grinch movie where the Grinch was actually an okay guy who didn't hate Christmas that much. So, you know, Hollywood doesn't know what it's doing anymore. Were, was it one of you guys who was talking about how, or was that on another show I was doing where so we were talking about how, like, Jaws is, uh, uh, that the shark Jaws is um, actually, oh, no, I was watching a series. There was a show. Fuck, what was it? Uh <laughs> They were talking about how Jaws the shark is actually the good guy getting revenge against... Fuck, what was that show that I was watching? That's like if they, uh, if they remade Die Hard and they put in a scene where Hans Gruber's talking to his kid on the phone about how he's going to be home in time for Christmas. Yeah, And it's just right. like, go fuck yourself. He's fucking, he's a villain. He doesn't need to be sympathetic. I don't give a I, shit. I hate, I hate when they don't let villains be villains. This is a conversation me and Jeff have had for hours. It's like Fury Road. Overlord, let your villain be a fucking villain. <laughs> I hate it so much. It's like, I'm this despicable fucking Nazi, Nazi piece of shit. I'm going to, he starts to like, he's going to rape this woman. And then he does it. And then he starts, he's like, I'm going to go down on you. I'm like, cause he cares about her pleasure. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> where, did, where did that come from? I can't handle this. It's just, it's so bad. Like they just, and not that I want to see a graphic rape scene in a movie, but it's like, I don't understand why they just take the teeth out of every fucking thing. It's like, He's an like, SS officer. He's not like, yeah. you know, like like a grunt or whatever. Like, it's clearly like, knows yeah, what he's yeah, doing. Yeah, he would do that. He would have it's no like, hesitation. Gonna, he's like, I'm going to sexually assault That's you. what happened in real life. Out of your skin. Yeah. So That's what like, happened you know, in real life. Yeah, it's which like, is why. It's uncomfortable. <coughs> you know, fucking Nazis. It's like. Only it's a movie where there's not a single swastika in it when they're in a fucking secret Nazi lab. Like. You know what the Nazis did? They fucking had their logo on everything because they were fucking insane. Branding. Yeah, they were all about, Nazis were all about branding. They They loved loved branding. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I hate that they took that out of the movie because they didn't want to offend people. Okay, can we agree that the villain in Fury Road is pretty not ambiguous, at least? (laughs) Yeah. Come on, you got to give us that. Because he's very ambiguous. <laughs> oh, come on. He's totally evil. There's no moment of, like, re- redemption. He, he represents redemption, He represents the... Him, but they don't have him... They don't show him doing... It's all hearsay. They don't show him doing anything particularly villainous. It's for, all hearsay. I mean, he's he's hunting down women the entire movie. Oh, but, okay. Yeah. No. It's, I'm not even going to get into this. There's, That's I fine. Whole, <laughs> I have a whole... I thought I could get I one... I thought I could get one positive in there. All right. I have a whole devil's advocate argument. But, like... No, Mike's like, get Mike's turning green. Everybody, the, the it movies, the it movies. I hate. They took all of the racism out of the movie, but they added like tons of like child molestation. And I'm like, is it easier to imply that Beverly is being molested by her dad? Is it easier for the audience to swallow that than seeing her get the shit beat out of her? 
and they left in a, they left in a homophobic hate crime in the beginning of the second one too. Yeah. But they took all the racism yeah. out. Like, yeah, and they didn't they didn't the like racism. The entire fucking book. Yeah. It's like twelve thousand pages of racism is bad, and they're right. like, yeah, we don't need that. I feel this like is... a lot of it has to do with like producing in studios too. Like they're like, you can't. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I don't know if it's the filmmakers that are doing that. Wait, well, what's you know what's interesting? That's why in. I have a lot of problems with Django Unchained, like a lot of problems. Like I have fundamental issues with Jamie, F with Django, the character of Django. I have like serious issues with the character and what what he does in the movie, and it just doesn't work for me. However, there was a lot when it came out. There was a lot of people who were just like you know really upset by the 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 atrocious you know violence and brutality that's represented in the movie. That's and nothing compared to what really happened. But exactly what I was going to say. I was just like, yeah. I, I couldn't believe that this was this was that that was the reaction. It wasn't the reaction of like there were so many other things that you could react to in that movie being wrong because it's wrong for a lot of different reasons. But if anything, that's the one time where Quentin Tarantino is justified in what he's doing because it's like that's what the fucking South was like. They like that's what it was fucking they, like. They, they that's mean, what happened. Treat, like, they treated them like pro literally property, like props. That's, to be that's about. what happened. That's that why is they, what happened. I, I've, what I've watched. So I've watched people watch Schindler's List and react to it on YouTube. Yeah. And they're all like, oh, this what's is so, that like? Oh, it's, it's amazing because they're like, they didn't know. It's like they never learned it in school or something. Though but they the don't. A lot of they people don't. They don't. don't. But yeah. the truth is, is like Schindler's List doesn't even show how bad it truly was like no it does not it's, it's, it's pulling bad, back like, you yeah. want to see how bad shit was like watch a movie like men behind the sun or something like i can't i know what that's yeah, about I and i can't I, I i can't stomach i can't I do mean, it even like i can't come do it. much watch come i know and what see, it's about come and see or even the pianist is a little bit more i'm scared to watch come and see i, I oh I, my god dude, wa it's... i want to see it you were the one who was saying how good it was I'm like I watched the Painted Bird, which I thought was pretty brutal. But I am so afraid to watch Come and See. Everybody's saying like you will just you're gonna die. It's not like, a horror I'm film, so but it's no, one I of know. the most terrifying movies I've ever seen. It's it might as well be a horror film. That's how fucked up it is. Like Threads, yeah. like Threads. Threads Thread, scares threads. the absolute shit it's, out of me. It's, this is worse than Threads, dude. It's worse. I'm than sure. Threads. I am sure it's way worse than Threads because it's just and Threads. Threads is really good. Don't get me wrong. But uh, yeah, it sure you is. Know what's not great, and I hope everyone's gonna argue with this, but I watched the day after finally. Oh, it's pales I, and it's, oh. it's like, what the hell? This is such an Americanized like bullshit. Yes, yes. Don't was, worry, there's still heroes. I'm like, no, everyone's gonna die. So draw, so over the top, hammy. Where Threads was just so fucking gritty and oh. real. I was talking to Samantha about that the other day. She was like, "This movie is so fucking cheesy," and I was just like, yeah. "What right? Threads? No, Threads? the day after. The day oh, after. Oh yeah, it's so cheesy. It's, it's so, so it's such an American version of it's 80s so eighties, dude. Yeah, you it's know? it's like pure eighties. Like the lone doctor will rise above, and he will still, against all odds, he will help everyone. I'm like, no, he'd be killing people to steal their food. And then juxtapose that with the ending of Threads. 13-year-old yeah. girl gives birth to stillborn baby. Credits! As a dog, like, <laughs> like a rabbit dog trying to eat her fetus. Fuck! But, like, like, seriously, like, that is, like, that is literally cinematic suicide. Like, yeah. like you watch that and you're like, oh, my life yeah. is over. Like, it's... Like it's that, like that's the future of humanity. So I mean, no, no, that's, it's like so that's a real like they can't do that anymore today type of conversation, right? Like, oh, could, oh, for sure, you would not see that. Yeah. I don't think so. 
And, and but what's so what I fucking hate is like you can movies can be sad. You can do things that people do. like. It's I don't understand. Everyone's like, oh, I don't like this because it's it's like sad or it made me upset. It's like good. It's supposed to. Yeah. Some stories aren't supposed I, to. Make you I, I find that I find a lot of that is generational too. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't want to be like the old guy who's almost forty, saying like I don't think kids understand that movies are stories and stories don't have to uh, be pornography. You know, because we watch a lot of pornography. You know, like at least me and Jeff do. Uh, like when you go see Spider Man three, the second Spider Man three, that's a that's like essentially a pleasure vehicle to make you feel yeah. good, right? Yes, that, which is fine. I want those movies to exist, but I don't think a lot of kids understand that that's not all there is. That yeah. they don't understand that a that's, movie. They think that is the only goal of that's a movie. all they go. To, that's what they think is the only thing yeah. to see in movie theaters is to see the right. new Spider Man movie or the new Justice League movie or whatever. Which is why Alamo. And that's Jack it. House that's all so they important. see. You know, yeah. like a place like the Alamo, which is uh, 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 kids a aren't chain. going to the Alamo. And I know and you, you look at I, like you look at a movie like Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is is a fucking fantastic movie. I love Nightcrawler. Jake Gyllenhaal so good. is an yeah. actual sociopath that you're following who for did, two hours. What, what was his follow up? The guy who directed Nightcrawler. What was his follow up movie? That was oh, like a Netflix movie. Velvet um, Velvet Buzzsaw. Yes, yeah. Velvet Buzzsaw. Was it? Oh, I did not like Velvet Buzzsaw. It was all right. It was all right. I was. But, I was. But Nightcrawler is the perfect example of the Nightcrawler's movie good. Where you go on like Letterboxd or you see people on Twitter go, that was fucking terrible. I didn't get it at all. And like, you don't have to like it, but to say you didn't get it, it's just like yeah. people want to watch movies about likable people going through the motions of these likable things. And then at the end, it's okay. Everything's been explained and I can go about my life because I don't have to ask questions about this movie. Like I've encountered so many people like that. They're like, well, what happened after the end? Make up your own fucking mind. You you have your own brain, don't you? You don't have yeah. to be told everything. Is, I got to tell you, that is the best. As, as we said when we were talking about Jingle All the Way, that is my favorite thing to do is to ask questions about what's unseen and then write. Or a great example. And I, actually, this is a bad example, but it's an example where it really worked for me. Like, the, they give when, when you see something inexplainable, like in the movie Dead Girl, where there's just a this there's this girl in the basement and there is no explanation for why she's in the basement and my brain is sitting there going well why is she in the basement like think of an actual reason how did she get in the basement like what is the reason that she's in the basement and like having to try and write something in my head or the same thing with the tar man in return of living dead that's my favorite one to do sit there writing about the return of living dead uh tar man how did tar man get in the barrel i actually wrote a whole story i wrote a See, whole fucking if, fan fiction if, story if about this it. movie came out like a couple years ago there'd already be a tar man sequel the Tarman yeah. prequel and explains the origins of fucking Tarman. We don't yeah, we, fucking need that. If Jingle All the Way came out, yeah, now, we'd I probably have a, tur about, a Turbo Man Amazon series. But no, no, you're fine, Jeff. The way you do it is fine. It doesn't need to be made into an official movie that because now oh, it's canon. Oh, yes, I agree. Right, it, I agree. Every, this society has to it's have so much fun to think about. It's everything fun to like explained to the nth degree, and it's ridiculous. Right. It's on YouTube, and if you type in a movie. Immediately, it says "ending explained" is the the auto generated thing, and I I always use that as a key tag when I if I'm so, yeah, reviewing oh, a movie. I yeah, it's li it. yeah. it's literally like Fast and Furious Nine. What did the ending mean? I'm like, what? How like, can you not understand <laughs> the ending of that? Yeah, like 
Yeah. Are, is, are people really, I don't think it's people are really stupid. They're just fucking lazy and they have no attention span and they probably got halfway through Fast and Furious 9. And Which they is want, why the ending of Cemetery Man is so you know, fucking no, excellent. That's No, I'm serious. Like, I know I keep saying this, but like watching those movie reactions has taught me so much about young people and why <laughs> like, I, I seriously watch it like a National Geographic channel. Like, I'm like, why don't I connect with these people anymore? Why do we watch stuff differently? No. And it's like, I watch them and the way they react to stuff is they relate everything to themselves constantly. Yep. They don't pay attention very well at all. Nope. And they have no context for most stuff that is referencing literally anything, not other media, literally anything else in life. Here's like, the they thing. just have no context. It's I'm, really odd. I'm 42 years old. So when I was a kid, you had... You main channels, you had basic, very basic cable, you had go to the movies, HBO video games. You had you had choices. But the point was in the eighties and into the nineties, you were aware of history, you were aware of pop culture, even if it wasn't your thing. I still know I still knew who the fuck right. Jack Jack Benny was or Mil Milton Burl or Cher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or do you or know that Darth Vader is the father you know, of Luke Skywalker? I, I knew I knew before I could, you know, I knew that Clint Eastwood was in Thunderbolt and Lightfoot, even though I'd never fucking seen it before. You were just aware of things. And yeah. now I feel like young people now don't are not aware of a fucking thing that doesn't involve themselves in in a way. Like they have their bubble. And that's it. And if it doesn't concern them or their immediate family or friends, and it didn't happen five years ago, it didn't. It didn't happen at all. It never happened. And they don't care. They don't care. There's no history. I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing. There's I don't no know context. Uh, but yeah, they don't pick up on a, a lot of stuff because of it. Like it's really odd. Uh, they just have no like sociopolitical context or media context or anything. I have a lot of conversations at work with the people, my employees, and I'm like, I'll talk about stuff. And I'm like, wait, you don't know about this thing they're like i've never heard of that i'm like did you not go to school do they not teach you like basic history anything <laughs> like but what you're saying is true though bob like it's it's weird like and i'm not gonna try to make this about me but like i just listened to i did an interview for another podcast about doomsday and they recorded the an episode movie doomsday like, what's that the movie the doomsday? doomsday the movie that i made oh 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 i thought like, i thought you meant neil marshall's not, not doomsday. The, not the movie from uh dog soldiers guy um yeah, yeah. but they did an episode, like, I guess they, they watched the movie and then they recorded their thoughts before they interviewed me and they sent me the raw file I listened to it. And the shit that people always bitch about in the movie, they didn't even talk about. It was the most random nonsense that they didn't understand. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, they had all these weird theories about, like, where the bullets come from and shit. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, what movie did you watch? I don't understand. And I'm like, and then they're like, yeah, we've never watched an independent movie before. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? How have you never seen an independent movie before? Like, this is a new experience for you. And I'm like, what? It's 2021. You have access to literally any movie ever created. You can watch it. But How you want to know have something? Never seen an independent film before. And just like my brother, who is, you know, three and a half years younger than me, uh, he's he was born in 89. I was born in 85. He is. He's one of those guys who's, I think, a lot like kids, young kids today. He's like, I'm not going to watch a movie if it didn't come out in the last three years, four years. Like, he yeah. doesn't want to see. That's a big, that is a huge that, th thing with young, young I've people. encountered people in my personal life who say that very thing. They're like, they, they I can't watch this if, now I will, I will contend. And by the way, I will watch, I mean, much like you guys. I'll watch anything in the history. I, I like a good. I'll, I'll I'll put on a film noir from nineteen forty three. Like like whatever. I'm I'm into. I'm, I'll into all all shit. 30s, you know? Yeah, a stag movie from the thirties. <laughs> but 
Sometimes so you have to be. Bank up. Yeah, but sometimes you have to be in the right kind of mood. Like, oh, I'm in the mood for 2000s. I'm in the mood for 90s. I'm in the mood Absolutely. for 70s. Like, you know, like you can't just. It doesn't mean that like I'm ambidextrous at all times for every single era of cinema. However, there are some people who are like, oh. It didn't come out. It came out in 2019. I, I don't want to watch this. I only want to watch movies that came out in 2020. Well, the media and... cycle and the content cycle is so fast now. Yeah. That, well, you know, back in the day when you were renting movies on VHS or going to the movies and movies would be in the theater for a year before they came out on video, you you had more time to just absorb things Yeah. on your own time. Yeah. And now right. I, I feel like oh, I got to catch up with this TV show. I got, you know, I want to rewatch all the Matrix movies or or whatever, the Spider-Man movies. I can't, I can't. I can't you I can't, can't keep up, keep up with all this shit. It's impossible. And I feel and this is not true with any generation, not all young people. There are young f film buffs out there. Absolutely. But you talk to a lot of regular young people, you can't even have a conversation with them if it doesn't involve themselves. And because everybody's their own celebrity now, or they think they're, they're yeah. their own celebrity, which is what I'm getting further and further away from. As the we record I, a podcast. The more I see this. <laughs> I, I quoted myself three times already. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, like I see us kind of heading towards this hive mind mentality where everybody's fine with just melding together. In well, that's what I meant by the Instagram reels, where everybody's I, doing the same fucking, that same yeah. Audio, they're can, doing can their I, own version can I just, of it. I have a kind of a. This is kind of stepping back one, one, one step. But like the whole thing about not watching things that don't please you, I have a theory about that, and I think it comes down to the world. <laughs> the world that we live in has gotten exponentially more awful gradually over the last twenty, maybe forty years. When we had like, and as the world gets more awful, people don't want the entertainment to challenge them anymore because life is challenging them. It's and true, that's, but that's reflecting. In, also, I don't know that I agree that life, the world has gotten worse. I think we just have more I mean, seats to it because of the internet. We can now see news from. I don't know, Mike. We're living in. A, we're still living in a pandemic right now. Well, yeah, but the <laughs> you know, what about like the Black Plague that wiped out like three quarters? They of didn't have media. But that's what I mean. I think yeah. that we can now watch like someone can record their family member dying in the hospital of COVID and post it on the internet, whereas. No, I, I meant versus our youth versus their youth. That's what I meant. I didn't mean like all of history. I'm saying like, I'm saying like uh, we had a pretty like America's like you know peak time for a lot of our stuff. Like you know the, a lot of the stuff we went through. I feel like at least. And then as it got yeah the nineties the nineties were kind of like yeah racism sort of over everybody yeah the nineties were cool, kind of you know? the nineties were kind of like party you know like <laughs> no, no, everything was kind of okay. But I'm just saying, like, I feel like as the world gets tougher and as the country gets worse, the way people absorb media changes. And that's why you have people that can only watch something like Spider-Man 3. They can only take something that is pleasurable. But they I cannot handle that. anything. To me, I yeah. think sad, it's just dark, a theory. I know, I think it's a good theory. It's just, but for yeah. me, at least, sad, dark, fucked up movies feel sometimes they're more life-affirming than... I agree. I, I, I totally agree feel the same. But and I, sad I agree movies. as well. You know, like I feel, I, I feel like we're rare in that. Though. Like I saw the devil is one of the best movies I've ever seen. It is one of the saddest, oh, darkest, most one. fucked up movies. That's good. That ending Cold is Fish so is good too. emotionally devastating. Cold Fish is amazing. Like Cold Fish is good. I love dark revenge thrillers from Korea and Japan. They're awesome. I heard they were going to do a remake of I Saw the Devil. I don't think that ever yeah. came to be. Adam Wingard was supposed train to, do to Busan. Train to Busan is going to be the last train out of New York. Uh, Can you believe that? I, I, it's I, coming. I Counterpoint to that, though, what you're saying, Bob, is I feel like yeah. everything I ever read about horror cinema, like the history of horror cinema, is that 
the politics and the and the social uh you know events going on inform that decade of cinema and they talk you know you look that's at, also like, true 70s film like all the post-vietnam stuff you get texas chainsaw massacre that kind of shit i don't feel like that's accurate though because if anything i think we're just everyone just wants cinematic xanax like all the time now and there's not there's no more i mean the underground you know still has stuff like that but I I don't know. It's weird. Like I feel like. Well, look at a film like Freaky. I thought Freaky had a there. There was quite a bit of social commentary going on in oh, Freaky. Yeah, it was very you know? ham-fisted. Like that. Uh, Tragedy Girls. Tragedy Girls does a great job. Tragedy Girls was really good. Yeah. Was it good? fucking phenomenal? Oh my god! That I like. Let me it. tell you something. Along with Freaky, in terms of like slasher, that's slasher adjacent. I would say Tragedy Girls and Freaky might be in the last 20 years some of the best maybe at least american made uh like slasher slasher stuff that I, that i've seen and i haven't i don't watch everything but from what i've seen i those two really blew me out of the water especially tragedy girls i, I thought i was really smart really hip really okay. like really uh yeah i i highly recommend well, you check it out if you're saying that you still think everything is cinematic xanax isn't that kind of what i'm saying too i mean well, no, you know, I, I'm just, it's just weird. I, I was just kind of making more of an observation. Just oh, okay. weird that like that was the trend for like the last 60 years or whatever. And now it's just like, eh, you know, not so much anymore. We don't want that anymore. I, like, it's, I, it's I do funny. feel like even studio movies from other decades at least tried to push the envelope a little bit in different ways. And nowadays you have, and I don't want to be like people rag on the Marvel movies and they have their place and they're a, they're a business model that's set up to make money for studios to stay in business. So whether you love them or hate them, it's going to be that or it's going to be Star Wars or whatever. They have to have a franchise to keep the lights on. That's just the way it is. There's always a reigning franchise no matter what. You've got to do it. Yeah. So, and, yeah. Or these, these companies would go out of business. But the problem is that there's no more middle class anymore. Mm -hmm. There's no more middle films. So yeah. it feels like when you go to a movie and you go see the Fast and the Furious or is some of the Marvel, I like some of them better than others, some of the Marvel movies, the DC movies, whatever, there's literally no controversy in any of these movies whatsoever. Anything that can be construed as, as edgy or controversial or anything, a joke, a scene, none of it exists because you have to sell to China. You have to sell to Russia. You can't offend anybody. I'm not saying doing that is, is you should yeah. offend other people. I'm saying there's nothing there's no nothing to sink your teeth into anymore other than hey, good characters, whatever, good structure. That's e even fine. the slightest even the slightest misstep like gets eat, it gets eaten up by Twitter and then the studio oh my pays God. A, like I didn't see Eternals, I didn't, but apparently one of the characters in it says like he was responsible for the Nagasaki bomb mm -hmm. and like as an aside joke almost. And that was like trending on Twitter for like five days of the people just I, ripping it apart. I saw, I, was the like, I saw the movie and it was not a joke in the movie. He was actually oh, it's not a joke. Okay. He's pretty upset about it. And okay. he was like, I, uh, yeah, I guess one of the Eternals, his, his power is that he can invent anything basically. Okay. So he created the bombs to, that they dropped on, on Nagasaki and Hiroshima. It the, wasn't really but, done as a joke, but it was kind of a thing like, oh, you know, the comedian really was there on the grassy knoll kind of thing. Like, you know. Well, it, it was, no, but I was saying like, Twitter took it as like, how dare they even comment or make a, or make an aside about it's, it. You know, it's I'm fiction. Like, it's fucking I mean, it's fiction. I, and it's not, it's like, it's too dark. I don't, okay. Whatever. Yeah, yeah you, you yeah. gotta, you gotta, if you're a creator, I like. That's what Nagasaki is. No, they wouldn't <laughs> <Right>. know. <laughs> That's so, the type of motorcycle, by the way, right? You, you got if you're going to be a creator, you got to just make your shit, and then you just have to literally just go like this because 
doesn't matter what you do someone like you go online like movies that are considered perfect films like the godfather or back to the future or schindler's list or whatever every movie has shitty reviews from it it doesn't matter how great the movie is there's always someone who goes one star fuck this movie so it doesn't matter what you do there's always going to be someone who's going to have a problem with your movie you also have you also have a generation of people that don't even understand like move what movies are about they don't understand theme they don't even understand that like having bad things in movies doesn't mean the movies approving they don't of it. understand like, it yeah. like god hey godfather is about a bunch of bad people that are like racist sexist murderers like yeah we know <laughs> like we we're aware it's been around for yeah. 50 years well, on that note i just want to say the godfather is a bit problematic looking <laughs> <laughs> well like, it does it does uh, paint italians pretty bad and i'm offended like I hate that. Those like you know, indie, uh, all those fucking YouTube channels where it's like, oh, this movie is problematic now, and it's like I don't think you understand context. I think you're problematic. That's what I. Yeah, think. you're problematic. Yeah. Stirring well, up shit. The, the problem with problematic. <laughs> the problematic problematics. But well, that's yeah. why, dude. That's why I. You, you can hate the Disney the the Disney Mouse Machine all you want. The fact that they release those most, uh, you know, most of these films intact or, you know, uh, completely intact or partially intact or whatever. And they put that thing at the beginning of the of the thing that says this depicts, you know, stuff that's like, you know, not that doesn't quite jive today or whatever, uh, but leave the film as it is and just say, hey, this is a product of its times. And I don't. I don't mind that. No, I, don't I think it's. I, I don't love that. that. I love uh, that they do that. When they I did that with amazing. HBO Max did that with Going with the Wind and Blazing Saddles. They had the. It's great. Like a film historian came on and she said she gave it context beforehand, and then you watch the movie. I don't have a problem with that. They're not no. re-editing the movie don't, or anything. Just don't edit the film. That's the and that's, yeah, that's not it. for don't and that's not film. for you know what's you know what you have to realize too. That's not for us. We know no, we, we know. understand the context. That is for younger people. For exactly the people that Mike is talking about, who are like, well, this is problematic or that's problematic, and you just go look. Hey, we know it's problematic, but it's this is what this is just a sign of. This was the times. I mean, look no further. We could, we could very, you know, you could talk about look at Cabin Fever, Eli Roth's Cabin oh, Fever, you know, is a great example of of you know how people very freely used gay as a pejorative oh slur, right? Any, any movie it from was the such 80s. a normalized thing. Such <laughs> also, a, yeah, also the, the, word. the, the overarching the, the overarching joke in Cabin Fever with the gun. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, nah, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I laughed my ass off. No, when I, I first did. Saw I was, it. I, me and my friends, are the only people in the theater that laughed at that. Everyone was like looking around, but I'm like, it's not. It's it's a confrontational joke. Like it's supposed to make you uncomfortable, and that's why I, when I saw the movie. I was like fucking 16, so I was all about like offensive humor and shit. I'm like, yes, yeah. he had balls for putting that in there, but it was not actually framed as like an offensive thing it's it was no but yeah that the was movie's the movie's actually ago. not saying a racist joke it's yeah, this yeah, is what's crazy years ago. that that's was the 19 years ago now like that's what's yeah. so insane like we have things have changed like you cannot like to think now today that people you know society has become enlightened to the fact that like you, you, like this like there was a time around the 2000s where was like no nah, dude we don't mean we don't, I don't mean like gay is in bad I just mean like gay is not gay because that was like a thing that was a very well, commonly so held. I, I loved that movie because I'm like, oh my god, 
they cabin fever talk like real people yeah cabin fever like they talk like real people really like, right that's on. what everybody would say oh this is like how people talk like, oh, yeah blah 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 and yeah. then like, now it's like oh i understand why that is offensive but like that was such a normalized thing problematic well today. If, look i i've said this on my own podcast i used to talk like that and i'm not proud of it but that's the truth is oh, that was reality i didn't mean it like that me as well i don't Bob. i me do not well. talk like that anymore and i haven't for years <clears throat> I used to use those words. But I used Bob, to use, that's I mean, that's not good enough. Your entire life should be ruined because you admitted well, that. Right. Well, no, but I mean, I'm saying I used to say things were gay, and I'm not happy about it. No, most huh? most most people talked. Like most white males from the yeah. suburbs talked like that. It's not an excuse, yes. and it's, it's not, not it doesn't not make excuse. it okay. I'm not. It's I'm not, not happy okay. About it. You get it's older, okay. and you learn your lesson, and you don't. You get do it enlightened. Anymore. You, you get, get enlightened. Some That's people what it is. don't. It's enlightenment. Some people do not learn this lesson, and they yeah. grow up to be complete pieces of shit. Yep, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I regret every time I ever called anything gay. I regret it. Like, but you know, that was twenty perfect years example. ago. <laughs> I don't perfect I, example. I, We're watching a movie from the eighties. I'm with my six year old son. And one kid calls another kid on the thing, calls him fat. And my son knows very well not to use curse words. And I told, this is what I told my son, six-year-old son. I said, look, here's the deal. You can't say shit. You can't say fuck. I like, I use these words in front of him very loosely and liberally. And I say, look, you're allowed to curse when you're older. You just can't curse yet because you don't understand when it's okay to curse. He is fully fucking understands this shit. Like he is so okay with that and he doesn't curse he's very good about it i'm very proud of the kid however we're watching a movie and one kid calls another kid fat i forgot what we were watching and i had to turn are to you him. saying fat is that what you're saying yeah fat okay, I, I, and i turned okay. not 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 fag fat and i had to turn to him and i had to go oh you can't call it's really bad to call someone fat and he looked at me confused because in his innocent six-year-old kind of mind he's like well if someone's fat like that's like Look at like I'm like observing like a, you know, an observation of someone. I'm like, this hurts people's feelings. But I had to explain to him, but it's not a curse word. And it was just so interesting how like language or like how like the subtext of language or even something that maybe is not like because back in the day, if you're watching a movie and one someone calls another one person calls another person fat or whatever it might be like you wouldn't even bat an eyelash. No, of course. But today, I'm sitting here and I turn to my son, and my immediate fear is, what if he calls? What if he says that to someone at school? And I'm more concerned about him saying that than I am about saying the word shit. And that well, is what shit was, isn't shit isn't like insulting hurt, anybody, right? Hurt anybody, right. Yeah. But I had to explain to him. I was like, that word, even if it's an observation, Jordan, that word can be very hurtful. You could really hurt somebody's feelings. You don't want to hurt people's feelings. You don't you can't you don't say those things to other people. It's not nice. I know that they said that in the movie, but you can't say that. Unless you're a sumo wrestler, then you can call him fat. <laughs> right. They want to be called fat. But, Wait, but I can call people just, fat. That right? was interesting. I can do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, Larry da as Larry <laughs> yes. David says, uh, Larry David says that if you're bald, you can call other people bald. bald it's the same thing yeah. with uh with uh, uh what's his face? Leon. You know, a uh, black guy talking to another black guy. You, you know, it's say, all yeah. good. <laughs> I think, well, the point <laughs> to go episode. back to movie to like the movies of it all, like 
the point is, like, I, I don't like the relitigation of old stuff either, like old movies. Uh, yeah, like, kids what are we do gonna it. do about that? Like, yeah, like I don't know. When they, like they all say, "Hey, this just teach them the context. Just be like, that's not that's not that's not nice today. Ta- that's I'm, all. Erase, I'm not talking about erase the guns and replace them with walkie talkies. That's <laughs> oh yeah, obviously. That's the most possible thing to do as an artist. I, I and, was, then, and also deep fake everyone away that has anything in their life. You know, that was that's very, problematic. Yeah, it was very you amusing. Know, you, uh, it, go visual effects. Jeffrey, on, Jeffrey on, Jones. Jones. Helmet over their face. Jeffrey Jones gone. Jeffrey Jones is in so many movies I truly love. And it, I know me it too. sucks, but like I'm not going to save the world. I like, fucking love that movie. Like, so good that movie. That movie. Yeah. Here's the deal: Jeffrey Jones is a kitty porn peddling scumbag, but <laughs> at the same time, he's a great actor. That doesn't mean he's I think he's actor. a good person. That's what people don't seem to understand. I'm just saying I'm not going to stop watching every movie he's in. I, no, I'm not I, either. I, yeah, I'm, not. I, I'm well aware that he's he's an asshole, but... We listen he, to Michael Jackson's music in our house. We love Michael Jackson. But, but we know thing, he's a fucked up guy, but... There's this thing now where they do, like, if, if something is discovered about somebody, they suck. It doesn't matter their talent. Their their talent level doesn't matter anymore. Or I, or I hate when I always hated them. Their I always hated their movies. I, they or always. I'm like, no, well, you're number full one, of that's shit. Not, number one, that's not relevant to the conversation. If you find out someone's like someone like like, okay, you always hated Bill Cosby. I don't need to hear that when we're learning about what he did. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't Mel, care. Mel Gibson I don't give is a the fuck. perfect example. Mel Gibson yeah, is the perfect yeah, example yeah, because yeah. let me tell you something. I I say this as a Jew. I love I love Mel Gibson. I have never listen. I wasn't happy with some of the things that he said or believes, but I am a diehard fucking Mad Max fan. I am a diehard like I have never let his his real world problems get in the way of me enjoying the shit out of any Mad Max movie. Really. Get the Gringo, which was dude. Like I'm one a diehard Bird on a Wire fan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but like so it's, it's like. Yeah, they yeah. just they just all of a sudden somebody does something bad and you know fuck them for doing something bad. But at the same time, they're like, well, they were never a good actor to begin with. And I'm like, right, you can't take away that apocalypse. Apocalypse is a fucking masterpiece. What are you, what are you talking about? If you try to fucking take away, yeah. fucking masterpiece, dude. Say, you can't saying Mel Gibson's a bad filmmaker is a dumb yeah. thing to say. That's it's, why yeah. like it's people stupid. are like yeah. you know malign or they get they get they start to get grumbly about Mel Gibson. It's like of course you put Mel Gibson in your fucking movie. Even even and here's where I'm really teetering. Going back to uh, uh, S. Craig Zoller and and Dallas what. Dallas guy dragged across concrete, which is really where that that's where it really starts. The, the, I don't know. Do the, you think, do you think Zoller's a racist? I, I don't, I, I, I honestly have no opinion and I don't know, but I really like his fucking movies. Cause I really and, love his movies and yeah. he, he does some iffy things in his films for today. He does. For today. He, well, drag, dragged. He does brawl. Not as much. And, and Bone Tomahawk, not as much. Although you could you could say that there's a commentary about the fucking cannibal people. About I don't Native know. Americans and their treatment. Yeah, they're just... there, there's 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 definitely there's definitely messages you could pick out of there if but you're there's looking a, for them. There, there's a difference between just being a pulp a pulp artist and creating yeah. violent fucked up things and being an actual racist. And I think the two get mushed in together because people don't want to separate the two and go okay what's however really, what's really going on here they just want to go well he put all that shit in his movie and and you know dried across he must be a racist there's no other yeah, explanation but when you're for watching that. when yeah. you're watching the road warrior and you're like oh yeah there he is his fucking mad max just being a badass fucking barely talking talking about the tanker gotta go drive get the tanker and then you're watching dragged across concrete which for the record i really did like that movie a lot despite some of the problematic stuff in it 
Um, you have Mel Gibson, who, you know, again, was caught on record saying all this like nasty shit about Jews and women and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, saying uh, racial slurs against black people, um, saying these things in the movie that might more align with views that he holds in real life. And that's where maybe things start to start. You start to go like, am I, like, like you start to maybe feel self-conscious about enjoying what it is that you are are watching. I mean, for what and, it's worth, the character, the black characters in Dragged Across Concrete are clearly smarter than every other character in the movie. Like they, yes, they are. They're, they're yes. more I ahead actually, of everything. I, ha I haven't seen it, so I don't know what you guys. Well, so you oh. also you it's get, it's worth a watch, Bob. I think. Well, you got stuff like um the what's the Jeepers Creepers guy is the argument that everyone always brings up. Oh, that's the big that is the big one. But I've never thought it was. I was never a fan of Jeepers Creepers. To I, begin I, with, I'm, so I, didn't really I was a fan of. I was actually a fan of the first two movies. I like the. First I didn't know though. I didn't know the thing. I, I didn't know at the time. I did. I yeah. did really like the first one. I haven't seen it in yeah. a while. But when I read about his. Yeah. His dealings and how he's he pretty much is remorseless, even though he's been to jail and he just have you like, seen well, Powder? So <laughs> yeah, oh, well, yeah, so yeah. that's the that's the oh. thing that I'm bringing this up for because like if you you watch the original Jeepers Creepers, the scene when the creeper is smelling the underwear of the underage boy, like there's there's some weird shit, but the second one is so there's yeah, it's numerous nuts. scenes of just a bunch of shirtless like, and they go just to great lengths. Say, bus full of football players. Bus, yeah. Bus, they are clearly 15, 16 years old, and they're all standing in a line peeing. And then they're all shirtless all the time. And I'm like, and then the creeper comes up to the school bus and licks the window and yeah. puts one of the kids and wakes. So the creeper is Victor Salva. That's literally yes. his avatar. So you get you get someone like that, and it's like, okay, he's actively just fucking rubbing it in people's faces that he got away. Once with. again, watch powder. Don't watch powder. But well, powder I saw powder when it came out as a kid. It's a fucking weird movie. It's a weird movie with a lot of undertones that are very uncomfortable once you find out about him. <laughs> you know, so it's just like Jesus. Fucking powder, and bro. The fucking fact that Hired him, Disney hired him right after he got out of fucking jail because they don't give a fuck. Well, Francis Ford Coppola is like involved in there too somewhere. Francis Ford Coppola weird. funded his one of his movies or something after yeah, all this kinda, happened. Yeah. It's just you know rich, it is? That, it just rich bums people. Me out. Rich people yeah. don't give a fuck about regular people. That's what it is. It's, I if guess you're, I don't know. If you're, if you're rich, if you're but, rich, you're, you're in the club and you can get away with whatever the fuck you want. Like that's that whole Epstein thing. The, it, it's it's just if you're, it, I think there's a difference between the Jeepers Creepers thing and maybe watching a Mel Gibson movie. Mel well, Gibson, yeah, Mel Gibson it. held some bad views and he did he said some bad things. We're talking about an actual child rapist directing a movie. I don't know if I want to be entertained. I can't be entertained by that guy. Right. You know, like I can my, be entertained my mind, by Mel Gibson. Yeah, I, I can deal with somebody who said things. I can't deal with somebody well, who so, had okay, sex with a then kid. What, what do you, but then how does that figure into, like, Jeffrey Jones? Well, yeah, I know. It's a problem, right? No, like, it's subjective. It's subjective. It's about how like, you make, it if, makes you feel. How does it make you it, feel? He invited a boys over to take pictures of them. So that's it, it's that's bad. is that what yes. the crime was? I, what, well, I and he had child porn on his computers too. So like, yeah. okay, it wasn't he, just looking. He was actively trying to make something happen. He was trying. So. It did. From what I understand, nothing did happen though, right? No, I got to hold on to that so I can enjoy Beetlejuice. So what is his? What is his? <laughs> what's his deal today? Like, what does he do? Is he just living? He, he lives still, in obscurity. He still acts. He still does stuff. He was he in Deadwood. Still, stop you it. Know? Yeah. Does things every once in a while. Yeah. He does. So like, I'll give you a perfect that's example. That's like Brian. Brian Peck from fucking Return of the Living Dead, who turned yeah. out, who like went to oh, jail. Yeah. That, like, 
but James Woods kind of is a perfect bummer. example. James Woods, he recently he's shown his ass on Twitter. Like he's apparently <laughs> like right wing. Yeah. Like Evan Rachel Woods said right. that he got handsy with her with her stuff like that. Like he's super duper right wing. But like at the end of the day, yeah, that stuff is shitty. But like I can still enjoy a James Woods film because James Woods is a fucking amazing actor. And until he starts, you know, I don't know, doing something really horrible, you know, you can separate the art from the artist to a certain degree. Well, also yeah. you gotta you gotta factor in the fact that number one, he didn't make the movies. You know, when you watch Videodrome, you're watching a Cronenberg movie. You're not watching yes. a James Woods movie. Uh, you know, course. right? I mean, that's it's like the the most recent thing I can think that annoyed me was uh, West Side Story came out. Regardless of talking about that, the uh, main the main guy Ansel, the guy the the baby driver, yeah, dude, he sexually he, assaulted a girl. He sexually yeah. assaulted a girl. I saw people on Twitter saying, "Why isn't why can't they edit him out of the movie?" And I'm like. Like I saw just a litany of people saying this. I'm they, like, do these kids not even understand? understand how? No, you're right. Number they one, don't they don't understand. understand. No one's willing to even research the fact that it, it, it like was filmed in 2019 before anything was known, mm -hmm. and they, and then they don't understand the logistics of replacing the lead in a musical digitally. digitally. I'm like, what are you well, talking? Well, they did about? that. Ridley Scott did that with Kevin Spacey. But, when when that yes, shit but went down. Did you see that movie though? It was like all like it was all like simple shots and like side scenes of talking. We're yeah. talking about someone that was singing in a musical. Oh no, but I just mean you know? like why I mean, like, like yeah. but, but the fact that they that they decided to replace Kevin Spacey had already shot his role, and I mean for that I guess that was more of a business thing. It was like and he was a supporting it character was gonna too. Affect, and, yeah, yeah, it was gonna Zack Snyder did it with Tig Nataro and stuff. Could, I was gonna say of... that happened in uh, that stupid. It, it, it can be done if it's right. a supporting character, but you were talking about going to take out Ansel Elgort, who's the lead in the movie, and you Same. basically have Singing. to remake <laughs> the entire fucking movie, basically. Yeah, it's just like I'm I'm watching kids say that stuff, and I'm like, what do you guys want from movies? You want to, like, like okay. you can't just do that. I, Jeffrey I don't Jones, Jeffrey saying. Jones. I'm at, I'm on his, um, I'm on his Wikipedia. I'm not on IMDb, but I just wanted to check. Jeffrey Jones, besides Deadwood, he basically stopped working. He did after Who, 2002. Who's your caddy, he did, right? Who's your caddy? Ten point oh earthquake and seven days. Three films: 2007, 2014, 2016. And for TV, he did Deadwood from 2004 to 2006. He was in 33 the movie. episodes, and he was also in the movie, and he was in something called Hemingway and, and Gellhorn. And right before that, I mean, I, like, forgot how many fucking movies. He was, what a body of work he had. Huh. I mean, from 82 all the way up to, for about 20 years, he was just in movie after movie until about 2001 is when. He is so good and underrated and ravenous. He is he's fucking so good Yeah, he's great and ravenous. Amazing, amazing. Like Bro, every one of these movies is a fucking classic. Blu-ray I just bought. Yeah. And it's really interesting. Like, he's a really well-spoken guy. I'm like, damn it. I wish I didn't hate you because, like, you're a really interesting person and you know a lot about a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's it. You know what it is? It just I like to you point out he was soured. also he was also in a Sinbad movie, which was a house guest, which has yeah. Jingle All the Way connection. Oh, yeah. Just to yes. bring that back a bit, yeah. Jingle All the Way, it. guys. Yeah, Jingle All the Way. But, so, uh, all the way. Yeah. I think we probably got to wrap this up because I think we're going on four no. hours here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like has I it predicted. Been four hours. Yeah. Probably split this into two separate episodes. Yeah, yes. really. You could, just do a, a generalized film discussion. Yes. <laughs> second episode. You have to pick oh pick, pick out the jingle all the way stuff. Here. Yeah, no, I went to I went to IMDB. I, I checked IMDB as well. He, his career stops in, in 2001, besides the Deadwood stuff, which probably kept him eating, you know, uh, 
probably kept him afloat at least 15 years ago. I don't know. Who knows what he does today? I, I'm sure there are people that just were like, we're not going to hire him anymore. Like just. Oh, yeah. He's black. He's he's just straight up blackwalled. And I yeah. bet you whoever was at Deadwood was like, he's just so perfect for the role. We're, we're, we don't care. We're just going to fucking hire him anyway. And that's and that's what they did. I, I would imagine David David Milch was like, oh, Jeffrey Jones, we just we need him. For this thing, not not saying that that's good or bad. I'm I mean, just saying that that's what they. There's decided. all kind. There's a litany of things that celebrities have done that people don't talk about. Rebecca Gayhart killed somebody in a hit and run. Yeah. So did Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick killed somebody. I mean, in yeah, watching run. watching Ferris Bueller, which I I actually really love Ferris Bueller, but watching that movie, you've got I've got three people I consider problematic in that movie. Yes, which is Jeffrey it's, Jones, it's very Matthew Broderick, man. and Ben Stein is a fucking conservative asshole that I hate. Is he really? Char- yes, Char- Charlie Sheen too. Don't forget Charlie oh, Sheen. Oh, Charlie Sheen Jewish. too. That's four people. That's four <laughs> yep. people. I, I just uh, ben, you know. ben Stein made a documentary against atheists, dude. It was one yeah. of the shittiest things I've ever seen in my life. Ugh. He was basically blaming atheism for the Holocaust. It was insane. What? You know, yeah, it was, I, I, and it's I gotta called tell expelled. you, also a speechwriter for Nixon. Yeah. That, well, like there, that, yeah, that too. Like I got to tell you, when I hear something, when I hear a Jew do something like that, I just like, why do you got it? Like, why we, we have? Like, why do you got to make it hard? Like, why do you got to make it harder for us? When and you hey, fucking... hey, I was a fan too. I love Win Ben Stein's money. I used yeah, to so watch that I. shit. I used it. to watch that shit all the time. I used to, man. I used to love the Visine commercials. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. Here and all this shit. You man. give Visine commercials classic. You yeah, give right. somebody, you give somebody some money and a, a little bit of free time, and they come up with the craziest, fucking weirdest shit, man. I tell you. It, celebrities are just that's why they latch on to Scientology because they have all this money they have all this time and everybody's telling them how amazing they are and they're like well I'm fucking bored now what do I do let's take up a religion or let's let me do this crazy fucking documentary on how God's not dead and, and or whatever it's fucking nuts you got enough time on your hands and enough money you'll come up with something stupid or or the reverse of that is that you're like or, or to say that you're Tom Cruise and you're literally like you your religion makes you think that you can do anything or like the, the the prince principle where prince literally made like his dreams come true so like why can't he have a camel at three o'clock in the morning which yeah, is a, Kevin a Smith camel story. a camel at three o'clock in the morning <laughs> isn't as bad as ben stein literally oh visit, yeah for sure for literally sure. in that movie he visits a concentration camp and frames it as this is what happens when people don't believe in god i was like was he? Was so he? Trying I don't understand. To, was was like, he trying Jews to say believe that, in God? Jews but, do believe in God, though. But he that's was trying to understand. say the Nazis were atheists, right? He that's, was trying to say that why. it was. It's. It's about how the uh, education establishment is trying to teach kids in, in atheist values or something like. That's what the main thesis was, and then it was him showing what the uh, actual result of that could be one day, and it was like really weird shit. I was like, I. I don't know. I saw it in theaters for some reason. I forget why, but I did. <laughs> I was like, oh, wait, now I hate Ben Stein. So, yeah. I saw Religious in theaters. That was a lot of fun. I like Religious. I, sort of, yeah. I, I, I actually really did not like Religious, but here's why. Here's yeah. why. I First of all, uh, uh, Bill Maher really frustrates me because he's a frustrating human being. I, yes. I think he is. I think he's such a pompous, egotistical asshole who thinks he's so smart. But sometimes, yep. like, some of the, his takes are so fucking, like, 
like he's just on the money about certain stuff and i find myself agreeing with him even though i hate his guts he's a bit However, of an anti-vaxxer which bothers the shit out of me and, is uh, he really he i is, did not know he, that no he's vaxxed he is vaxxed is he but yeah but, yeah i i watch uh i watch real time every now and then and he said it a few times he's vaxxed but i will Who's tell the you anti-vax is it robert de niro that's the anti-vaxxer I think no. it is. He's he's Robert a huge not anti. No, he's not. Yeah, look it up. Really? I'm going to. That would make Ro- me very sad. Robert De Niro yeah. is a huge anti-vaxer. That just means that you're not smart. Like you're just I've not... never seen that. <laughs> like, that's what it means ultimately. Like I was shocked but, when I saw it. I couldn't. But be you know what the thing? Up. You know what the if thing about RNA? It's my choice. <laughs> you know what the <laughs> thing about religious that just really annoyed me? It's like, it's like here's Bill Maher going, "Hey, hey, everybody." Look how stupid these people are for believing in religion, and it's like the only person that looks like looked like a fool was him, because it's just like this is just what fucking people believe, whether it's crazy or not. It's like he just made it. He he was the one who was making a fool out of himself because he's going around to people, some of which who are pro- probably some level of sane, and some of which who are clearly insane, but just like have this belief structure that gets them through the day right or wrong. And here he is just basically with a camera, putting it in these people's faces going, look how wrong these people are. Look how stupid they are. And, and I, my opinion of him changed. And I said, no, you're the stupid one because like quite obviously these people might be off the rock or whatever might be the case, whatever it could be, whatever the, the thing was, like you're just it's you who are just like who who look like the idiot for not just understanding that people just are the way they are believe in the what they believe you know and i don't know i literally had this conversation with my this met up with my cousins last night because my cousin kelly just passed away and it was their mom i'm sorry to hear that yeah they they sorry, asked sorry me, to hear that man yeah it's terrible what do you think happens after you die and i was like i and i told them like i'm an atheist and they were asking me all these questions and i was very frank with them and i was like listen I'm not right. And neither are you. It doesn't matter. Whatever you believe is fine. I was like the older I said, when I was younger, I was like a militant atheist. And I wish that I wasn't because I look back and I'm like, I was a dick, but pe- I, I also got. Yeah. I had a period. I had a period like that too, dude. Yeah, I was being, per- I lived in suburbia. So I was persecuted all the time for liking horror movies and shit. And it was always by, you know, the Christian right. So as I got older, like the older I get, I understand. I'm like, I, I told them, I'm like, I wish I could believe in something because it'll help you get through the day. And I'm like, whatever you believe is fine. As long as it's not hurting anybody, there's nothing wrong with it. And there's no right. holes in someone else's belief. That's why like, Bill Maher. Fucking do anything. I mean, yeah. I'll look, I, I, when it comes to like, when he talks on his show about when it affects legislation, I agree with him. If religion affects legislation, I care. In well, person, I mean, that's a, person. that is. Hold on, that's completely yeah. different. That's completely, completely different. different yes. Yeah. No, on no, the no, flip yeah, side, yeah. on the flip side, Ricky Gervais is. A he's super, anti-vax. Super, he's a super anti. He's not a- atheist. He's anti-theist. He like actively attacks people who. He's not anti-vax. Ricky Gervais. He's not anti-vax. Oh, I thought that's what he was going to say. No, no, I no, wasn't, no, no. I wasn't. He's, also, he's he's like a hardcore atheist, but he takes it one step further and is like ridiculing people like about religion and he's like he says if you are if you are agnostic like you're an idiot wow like, like yeah. you, he, he takes so, it really far so he's on the other side where he knows for sure there's nothing and then there's the religious zealots on the other side that know for sure there is something i can't i can't get behind both of that i lean more towards the atheist side but at the same time there's no way for you to know anything you're just a human being you're just a blob. Yeah, exactly you're just kinda, a I, blob I'll of flesh honest. i'll be honest i don't even think about it anymore i don't know <laughs> like i just don't like I don't, 
Uh, I was going to say, I looked up Robert De Niro uh, as an anti-vaxxer. It seems like everything is from, like, around 2016. So he was, like, an old-school anti-vaxxer. I don't know if that still holds. I can't I think find anything about COVID. I think it's because he has an autistic son or something like that. Oh, where, okay. Yeah. Where that, I, that's, that study he's that's like, speaking, He's like a Jenny McCarthy-level vaxxer. That's been disproven. Speaking, level, autism. speaking of anti-vaxxers, I have one final story to tell um, because he's been in the news recently. Um, one day I was waiting on this guy. I used to work in PF Chang's. I was waiting, waiting on this guy in a restaurant. It was a two top, just him and this other guy. They're sitting there eating their meal, uh, lunch. Uh, it's a lunch. Um, this was a day I almost quit my job. I would eventually quit that job, but I almost walked out that day based on what happened. I'm, uh, you know, when you pack up food, you got to do it table side. So what you do is you put your stand down, you put your tray down and you, you pack up the food right there at the table in front of your guests. You pick up their plates, you do that thing. The gentleman who I was serving, waiting on, whatever you want to call it, um, he, uh, he, he was very rude and obnoxious, um, but they had asked for the check and they were, they were done eating, clearly. I mean, sometimes if people are deep in conversation, you don't just fucking interrupt the conversation and go, are you done eating? You, you, know, the, you look for certain signs and clues and sometimes you can be presumptuous and sometimes not. In this case, the, there was nothing, the plate was fucking empty. It was, the person was done eating. There was nothing in, the, there was nothing left. It was an empty plate. So I go reach out to put the fucking plate on the tray and the, the man fucking grabs the fucking plate and forcibly rips it out of my hands and slams it back down on the table and yells at me i have no idea why i go back into the kitchen i turn to my manager at the time who's kind of like a friend manager he's not the main manager kind of guy and i turn to him i say i'm about to lose my job right now and i picked up a water pitcher because i was ready to quit and i was going to go out and i was going to dump a, a pitcher of cold ice cold water on this gentleman and quit my job i was I, i'm not i'm not being overly dramatic i'm just no, it was I, one of those I moments moment pizza shop, you I worked know. in a pizza shop I, I and i don't nate i'm sure you've worked in 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 food at some point right at some at some time have you ever worked in food any anywhere in pizza right that's food yeah there you go so I, i'm like i i've had i've, I've the, something snapped i was ready i was like this is the moment where i lose my job I go and and Eddie, the manager, the guy, he was like, Jeff, calm the fuck down. Like, you know, like he, he talked me off the ledge and I did. I calmed the I calmed down. Big manager Terrence, he comes in and he walks in and and I'm, you know, I'm venting. I'm telling him about this fucking asshole table. He looks outside at the table and he comes back and he smiles at me and he goes, you almost poured water on Robert F. Kennedy Jr. <laughs> I was not been expecting fucking, you to say that name. It was it was going to be <laughs> yeah. it was going to be I buried the lead. I buried the lead in the in the thing. Yeah. I it, it I think that if I had done that it pro, it might have made the news or something. It would have been maybe some sort of fucking incident or something. Who know that guy uh, for anybody who doesn't know, that guy supposedly verbally allegedly verbally was responsible for his wife ending her life or something like ver so verbally abusive like just w one of the worst people on the face of the fucking planet uh who is a staunch anti-vaxxer piece of shit despite the fact that cheryl hides his wife was fucking telling people to get fucking vaccinated before <laughs> talk about having egg on your face i saw that story yeah
but um yeah it was i he i i had no idea it was i was fucking waiting on a kennedy and it was just crazy i didn't i didn't i don't fucking know yeah why the hell was he there bro we had you know who would come in we had greg henson came in one time from bad religion uh and the circle jerks we had um angel patista from uh dexter Dexter, yeah yep Gave that guy free fucking pineapple coconut ice cream. I didn't. I didn't like blow up his spot or anything. I just gave him the ice cream, just like on the house. And then he came up to thank me, and I was like, "Oh, fucking no, thank you. I love your fucking what show." Year and, and what year was this? What year was this? I think Dexter was must have. It must have been the tail end seasons of Dexter. Maybe it was. 2014, like he, 2013. Like, was he the bad guy in the Expendables yet? Because he's the big no. Yeah, I, I, he, you know, he was. I, it was definitely still the later seasons of Dexter. Dexter was still on the air, okay. um, but it was really fucking cool. He like came in, and I was like, that was cool because I was like, because I watched Dexter on the reg, so I was so excited to see him. And you know, I don't know, but yeah, fucking Robert Kennedy, fucking Junior, man, almost dumped fucking ice cold water on his head, and that's part of me still wishes that I did. That's a perfect story to end a Jingle All the Way podcast on. Let yeah. me tell you. And that's Jingle All the Way. All the way. <laughs> call this episode Ramble All the Way. Yeah, Jesus. Really... <laughs> this isn't even the longest uh, show d- I've done. Uh, Nathan, your sound's off, just so you know. If you're talking. Yeah, Nathan, you uncomfortable have to wrap pause. Up the show. I was listening yeah. to I was listening to Jeff's story so intently I forgot I was on mute. Um, <laughs> so let's bring it home, boys. Uh as like I say, the aristocrats. That's how we end this one. <laughs> yeah, the aristocrats. Hey. Um, so Jingle All the Way was released in uh, the end of 1996, <laughs> and uh, we 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 co- I think we we covered about an hour of it, and then we the for the last three hours almost we're kind of gone on a tangent, but we'll break this up into parts, and people can. So people can digest it easily. Um, but I had a lot of fun with you guys as usual. I would Always. love. To- I would love to Pleasure. do Kazam with you guys, or um, I have that on DVD behind me somewhere too. You know, like there's there's still some really big doozies for 1996. You tell me, you yeah. tell you you just tell us when and where, and we will be there. Yeah, Nate, mm-hmm. this is going to be stand a long, ongoing project. I won't. I, w- I wasn't able to get it done in a year. It's just not happening. So, um, if there's a 97 podcast, it's not going to be for quite a while. Um, but uh, Jingle All the Way is a movie I didn't really care for when I first saw it because I didn't really know who the audience was for. And it wasn't really the target. I was probably about 16 or 17 when it came out. I was just more interested in indie fil- like indie indie crime films and, and uh, stuff like that. So this wasn't in my wheelhouse. But I've revisited a couple times since then, and it's grown on me. And when I watched it with my kids the other night, I was laughing the whole way. Just like Dunstan checks in. I was like, okay, I get it now. Yeah. You know, it's a goofy fucking movie with it's the tone is all over the place, but there's some really dark stuff and some really funny lines in this movie that <coughs> might, might be missed if you are in the wrong frame of mind or if you're the wrong age, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but if you haven't seen this movie in a while, people go back and revisit it. I watched it on Disney Plus, I think. It's on streaming it's, it's right a, now. It's on three different services right now. Hulu, Hulu. Amazon, and Disney Plus. So there's yeah. no reason not to watch it. It's very easy to watch it. It's 90 minutes. It goes by in a flash. I watched it again today with the kids because, you know, when you have little kids, they want to watch it over and over again. So oh, yeah. We watched it again, and it's it's a fun flick. Um, and there's a lot to take apart. There's a lot to dissect in it if you want to take the time to do that. Uh Another, another in the ovoir of Arnold Schwarzenegger pretending to be the everyman, a co- Austrian chameleon pretending to hide in plain sight as uh, Joe Suburban, uh, and like a lot of his other movies, like I mentioned, like True Lies, Raw Deal, 
um, just pretty much everything he did in the 90s that, wasn't, that wasn't Conan or uh, Terminator. It was basically uh, him trying Dutch to be undercover. the regular guy, you know, kindergarten, kindergarten cop. cop. And <gasps> Just as an aside, can you imagine what True Lies would have been like if Bill Paxton were in the lead? Was that almost a thing? He was I, supposed to. I think it was almost a thing. I think that would have been amazing. Man, I wouldn't. But it would have been is, cool. Him as the sleazy car dealer, uh, fake spy, though. So yeah. Oh, he's I great. Wouldn't want, I wouldn't want that to change for anything. You know. He could play both roles. He could. He could totally do it. Yeah, and Jamie Lee Curtis too. Like if you, yeah. you, you replace her too. <laughs> uh, yeah. But all right, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. Final thoughts on Jingle All the Way, gentlemen. Uh, if you're trying to convince someone to watch this or or not watch it, or just some memories of you seeing it for the first time. Um, I think that this movie is absolutely fucking psychotic. It's super dark. It's super snarky, but it's just, it still has a definite charm to it that I think will, will win over even people that don't necessarily like stuff like that. I think it's a great Christmas movie. Um, and I think that it actually is probably a more honest portrayal of Christmas in retail and what it does to people than any other movie i've seen I, I hold it up there with like a christmas story which i know a lot of people lately are like to shit on but that movie is all about the magic of christmas as a kid which is presents and i think that this is the other side of it how miserable it is as a parent or an adult trying to purchase the things that like kids like i don't have children but i have my nephews and shit and it's it really fucking it's it's a it's a trip so i i think it's definitely worth adding to your your holiday watch list I was going to say, uh, I, I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but I'm a huge fan of Christmas. I love Christmas. It's my holiday. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Christmas guy. I In a normal world, I would spend the entire week watching Christmas movies every year. I, I've been doing that for my whole life. Jingle All the Way has always been with one of those that I save for Christmas Eve. And that means, like in my mind, that means it's like up there. It's like top, you know. It's a little bit lower than Christmas Vacation, but, you know, we'll talk. We, that's another podcast. But uh, I like everything Mike said holds true. It's as I get older, I, I like this movie more. This is a movie like where I, if I made it, I would feel like I could die happy because it's like absolutely cynical. It's completely insane. And yet it somehow still works as a holiday classic. That's it, like it, it's kind of like the RoboCop of Christmas movies. It's still an action movie, but it's also a great. It's also great commentary kind of, in my opinion. Wow. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, I, I absolutely love it. I'm a huge Arnold Schwarzenegger fan, and I think this goes to show that he has charisma that goes beyond his silliness. He actually, you know, he works in different ways. So I love Jingle All the Way. I've seen it probably 100 times, Wow! and that's all I need to say. Holy yeah. shit. I used to work at a video store, too, which it would get played a lot during December. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, like, ad nauseum, so. I love ad nauseum. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not going to be as eloquent as either Bob or Mike. They really sort of echoed a lot of uh, this, my feelings as well. I, too, I, I am not I am not a Christian, but I love Christmas. I'm a Christmas Jew, and so I love movies that do make me feel uh, that Christmassy feeling. Because to me, Christmas is an American pastime. It's a it's a it's it's a cultural it's a cultural staple of Americana. You know what I mean? Like yeah. and so, you know, you don't have to necessarily be like a tenant of the more religious aspects of Christmas in order to enjoy it and to enjoy the things. So I do and I think that Jingle on the Way absolutely has like its place in in that 
Christmas sort of paradigm, you know, for movies and whatnot. And the reality is, is that if you ever wonder what happened to Dutch after Predator 2, you know, they we faked you out with with Gary Busey. And the reality is he went into under he went undercover, had a family and continued his exploits, um, you know, uh, against consumerism in this, you know, rocketeer home alone shared universe. And uh, again, you can watch you can sort of like a like a tinter. You can turn, you can darken your perspective of Jingle all the way or lighten your perspective, depending on how you're feeling, which makes the movie that much more awesome. You can pretend that Arnold Schwarzenegger is Dutch while you're watching, or you can pretend that you're watching a lighthearted children's story, or you can pretend that you are almost watching a Sin City-esque Mickey Rourke as Merv, you know, scouring the underbelly of Minnesota as this guy tries to look for redemption in, with his kid as he needs to get a Christmas toy and, uh, you know, slaughter Santa's and, you know, the, the great tragedy of the wintertainment parade of 1996, you know, what, what led up to that. So, yeah. I gotta I, say, I love the summation that all you all brought. And I, also just to put a pin on this, uh, as much as I love Halloween, I do get tired of people bitching about Christmas when it comes around that want Halloween all year round. Like, Oh fuck that! You can There's a watch, time and a place. There's a time and a place. Movies. You don't have to watch horror movies yeah. just just during Halloween. You can watch them all year round. Christmas movies are a little different. It's kind of like, for me, I love watching Christmas movies, but I feel like I have to watch them in December, November, December. Oh yeah, I feel exactly the same. To appreciate, where you can watch a horror movie any fucking time of the year. So, I mean, I watch Gremlins any time of the year, but that's different. You know, I watch Christmas movies during the year too, but like it definitely feels more traditional. Like Halloween. Halloween is oversaturated to hell, and like it's it's annoying because as horror fans, we deal with this shit literally every day. My house looks like a fucking Halloween attraction. <laughs> but Christmas is special. Like Christmas, there is a genuine magic in the air, and yes, like Jeff yeah. said, it's not a religious thing. Christmas to me is is stark commercialism, and I fucking love it. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, I really I really want to say when I when I said I love Christmas, I meant secular Christmas. I meant. Yeah. Everything Jeff said, like I, I, I didn't come at it from religious thing. I, I'm a I like Santa, the mythology of Santa Claus and yeah, all that stuff. Right, and that. just like the winter solstice. And again, yeah, I, I'm saying this from the perspective as a as a non-practicing. I don't practice Christianity or anything. I'm saying this as a perspective as a Jew. You know, we're not supposed to believe in any of that stuff, but we don't. But we still. We have our own, you know, tenets and traditions that uh, on this holiday, we eat Chinese food and we watch movies. That's what we do. And we look forward to it. I love the decorations. I love the way it makes me feel. I love the atmosphere. I like the, I even like the music. I'm not one of, you know, the, 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 all the moaning and groaning for, for a month. You get Mariah Carey and Paul McCartney and stuff and, and Blondie and who like, who fucking cares? It's fun. You know, well, it's just go with I, it. I, I've been listening to my car radio all week listening to Christmas music. I fucking, I love it. It's great. I, li I like yeah. that. I like the Tom Petty Christmas song. It's in Jingle All the Way. It's, it's a fun little Christmas yeah. song. I don't really yeah, hear it, it that much. Is it Christmas all over again? There's some songs I like better than others. It's just about the togetherness aspect. And I know yeah. you can speak to this, Jeff. When you have kids, it takes on a whole new meaning. You get to I see bet. Christmas through your kids' eyes or, or through your nephew's eyes, Mike. You know, it's yeah, just... That's exactly what it is. I was going to say, it's exactly what it is. I, and I'm you know living... what's interesting? 
I'm living yeah, for sorry, my kids ahead. now. Just giving them all kinds of fucking presents, spoiling the shit out of them, yeah. giving them candy, letting them stay up late because Georgie's yeah. on Christmas break now. She's out of kindergarten. So stay up late, watch movies, watch Dingle all the way for the fifth time. Who gives a fuck? It's fun. And the, if they're having fun, then I'm having fun. That's all that matters. Yeah. Also, no, like said. one of the reasons I also love Christmas is because I'm a movie fan. And throughout my life and throughout our lives, all like, a lot of awesome big movies are always released during Christmas, mm-hmm. I mean, bef- you know, back in the day. And that always associated in my brain with Christmas, like, you know, just, just in general. like When you get older, the good films. stuff gets released in, like, September, October, November, December. <laughs> yeah. That's when. Yeah, yeah. I'll you know, take that even one step further, Bob. For me, and I don't know how true this is for you guys, but as a movie collector, when I was a kid, I obviously had no source of income, so I would get all of my movies and games and books at Christmas time. So that was yes. like I would yeah. run yeah. over to my pile of presents and look for anything that was VHS shaped, and be like, "Oh my God, I got Children of the Corn three on fucking video! Mm-hmm. Holy shit, I'm yep. gonna watch yep. this eight times this week," because that was, and then that's how I amassed my collection. So I have such strong memories attached to that and like even now like i guarantee everything that lex got me for christmas is fucking blu-rays from like vinegar syndrome and shit and arrow that's gonna be all of my christmas presents and i'm so excited for it dude opening vhs tapes on christmas was my favorite thing in the world oh I, I remember oh when god. i opened a vhs tape and i was like i got space balls i own space balls <laughs> I, got yeah, I was like you guys don't have the whiz we used to have the whiz which was like a i like the whiz ta- Oh, you know about the Wiz? Yeah. yeah, you go down to the Wiz around Christmas time, and yeah, like they had uh, the sales and stuff. I was like, oh shit! I got I picked up Clerks and Mallrats, Mad Max. Hell yeah! Just, nobody like, all beats these the Wiz on VHS. Yeah, nobody beats the Wiz, man. It was it was freaking great. I, I remember I got Independence Day and a family sized thing of Junior Mints, and like, I couldn't watch Independence <laughs> Day for whatever reason, so I was so bummed. And I got that, and I sat there and I ate all the Junior Mints while I watched Independence Day, and I was bored to fucking tears, and I hated it. But I still watched it like four fucking times, and I ate all this damn junior. I still have my Independence Day VHS that I got on Christmas. I have my Jurassic Park, my Jurassic Park. Same. I got my Jurassic Park. I got all my watch that shit every fucking day. I still have the the box set of Star Wars trilogy box set, the original uncut. Oh yeah, I have that. I have that. I got that for Christmas one year. I still watch that every now and then on my VHS. That's those are the only Star Wars movies I I love. The original uncut. My my entire collection is at my mom's house, and I will sometimes pop those in at her house instead of watching anything on cable. (laughs) Like I just, I I actually got Chud for Christmas um one year, and I just yeah, this is the best. I just remember but, getting, uh, getting Doom and Doom 2. No, getting Doom 2 for Christmas one year on PC. Like just, holy fuck. Doom just that, motherfucking just that box two. Was so was so awesome. Oh, I have oh. it it's right over. I'm looking. I just bought Doom 1. I finally bought the original copy. Oh, yeah. Of Mike before. collects video. I, video th- this is hilarious. Oh, I always see him posting this on, yeah. on that's like another. Tip. That's another podcast entirely. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. It's almost. It's midnight, guys. No. <laughs> That's amazing. Yep. That's beautiful. I got oh, that for, look at that. I had I that, got that for Christmas one year. Absolutely. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, do I remember that? Transport me back to when that was a I, new thing. IDK, <laughs> IDKFA, Umjabop. My dad yeah. loved playing Doom yes. Yes. as much as I did. Wolfenstein! Yes, oh my Wolfenstein. God. Fucking love Wolfenstein. Yeah, you know what? Who didn't talk? Honest, even the new, my Wolfenstein, the new Wolfenstein games are pretty fucking They're awesome. They're fucking amazing. They're really awesome. My dude, the new Doom games are awesome. The new yeah, Doom the new game's game's awesome too. I love them. I love them. They're love them. really good. Really My good. Laban. My Laban. I I, I, used, I used to think it was the height of technology when I could Laban. play 
I could play Wolfenstein or Doom and put a CD and listen to music at the same time in my, yeah. on my PC. Yeah. It was, it was, what a time to be alive. Windows what Media Player. Play, play the Beastie Boys and play Doom at the same time. I was like, Holy I was shit. Like, Remember Winamp? Remember when? I, here's yeah. the thing. Before, before like Napster and all that shit, you had to go to an AOL chat room and you'd be like, hey, do you have this MP3? And you would trade MP3s mm-hmm. via chat room, and then you would you would fire up the Winamp player. You which were could looking. Play... It would take four days to download the fucking. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> or you go on Kazaa and you download the song. Well, that was later. That was later on. But before that stuff existed, if you wanted, and you had like thirteen MP3s, you're like. Holy shit! I got a nice collection of MP3s. And like fucking like Ricky Martin living La Vida Loca. <laughs> like you like didn't, just you didn't need the dark web back in the nineties because the main internet was the fucking dark web. It was because, the dark yeah, yeah, web. It dude. was the dark web. It was just oh, it's so wild funny, west. dude. You could roll up into west. a Yahoo chat room and just fucking ask for anything and just yeah. get yeah. it. Yep. Yep. Oh my god. All right. Well, All right, stop that, this. Yeah. Stop on this that madness. Note, that, yeah. Stop it or else. Stop it. Yeah. It's never gonna go. stop. Four hours. Look. Look. Wait. Wait. Four seconds. Three seconds. Two seconds. We made four four hours and thirty minutes. There you go. <laughs> wow. Okay, guys. Um, if you got any Peace plugs, there, something you want to promote, just tell everybody real quick. I'm gonna I'm YouTube gonna channel, YouTube like channel, YouTube promise, YouTube.com promise. Okay. Uh, Realsplatter.com. Buy Andre for White Doomsday and check out the Brilliant Terror documentary if you're not tired of listening to me fucking. Talking. Oh yeah, congratulations on that, by the way. That's so cool. I yeah. can't wait to see that. Check out awesome. if you guys if you guys can get a copy of the White Doomsday. Check out the making of that Mike put a lot of work into. It's called uh, uh, Armageddon from the Cheap Seats, and it's a fantastic making of documentary. Uh, it's perfect viewing for the holiday season if you that's, like. That's true. You made dark, a Christmas movie. If you like dark stuff, this is the perfect yeah. time to watch this movie. It's a fucking. Oh great boy, movie. it is dark. That's what made that's what made Mike's review all the more poignant. He said it's he said Jingle All the Way is the greatest Christmas movie ever, and he made a Christmas movie. He made a Christmas movie. He made a Christmas movie. Understand? I am a huge Christmas fan. Like I love Christmas. So when I say that Jingle All the Way is the best Christmas movie, it it really holds some weight. Because I hate everything, so I should. <laughs> <laughs> All right, quick. I'm gonna do like uh, t- top three, top five Christmas movies for me. I got. Like, wait, uh, I was gonna. Can I plug real quick? I was yeah. gonna say at Thundergrunt Bob on uh, IG and Twitter and uh, YouTube.com/slash Thundergrunt. Okay, go ahead. Uh, top three, top five: Bad Santa, Scrooged, uh, Christmas Story, um, uh, Christmas Carol, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, and um, God, what's the fifth one? That's it. I got four. Right. That's that's my four right there. Those are my like favorite of all time. Uh, my favorites, Jingle All the Way, obviously, Home Alone, Christmas Evil, which is probably my favorite Christmas horror movie, Silent Night, Deadly Night, and uh, I don't know what the next one would be. Probably Home Alone 2. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, mine are going to be really hack, but whatever. Uh, Christmas Vacation, Scrooge, Home Alone, uh, Muppet Christmas Carol, Jingle All the Way. Basic I'm also going to say I'm going to go Scrooge, Home Alone 2, um, Hook, um hook that counts as a christmas movie. I yeah guess it does. of course I it takes it place does. on christmas yeah, that is yeah. a christmas movie i'm counting oh, it as a lethal, christmas lethal movie. weapon is my other my mother top five that's a christmas oh movie. Um, my life jack frost shit. and day of the beast <laughs> oh yeah oh hey, fuck yeah wow hey, jack frost i love michael keaton man yeah oh yeah, yeah that scene when uh when he gets the carrot nose with uh shannon elizabeth no why man is better than no mashed, man. Wait, wait, wait. Why hasn't anybody mashed up those two movies yet? Like they there's no mashup. They probably have. It has it has to have happened. I've yeah. I've heard stories from people that said they worked at video stores. They used to swap the tapes. 
in the case. I was like, that's fucked. That's funny that's as shit. Real they that's just, funny awesome. as shit. They just put out Jack Frost 2 on Blu-ray, MVD. Uh, they didn't. It got pushed back to January 14th. Not that I'm keeping an eye on Love it. I was supposed to open yeah. that on Christmas. Lex told me, she's like, I bought that for you. I'm like, yes, we can have another Christmas together. <laughs> Thank well, you. I was going to get my wife Drop Dead Fred because Severin was going to release it on Blu-ray yeah, and then they, they canceled they, it. They, oh, that, sucks. I'd love to know what the fuck happened there. Oh that my was- God, that Martin, if Second Sight gets that fucking Martin three and a half hour cut, that black yeah, and white, I'm like, wait, like, Second Sight, the John Larroquette movie? No, Second Sight is uh. Oh, Second uh, Sight. Uh, Bob, okay. Bob yeah, is on my wavelength. Yeah, John Larroquette and Bronson Pinchot, man. <laughs> I was, Nathan, I am so happy somebody understood what I was saying. There. I love the, nope, those those late it. '80s, early '90s shitty comedies are my I bread, love bread and butter. Oh yeah, that's my thing. Did you ever see the one that uh, first of all King Ralph with John Absolute, Goodman? Absolutely, come on. Hell yeah, I'll go come you on. one further. Splitting Airs. That's a great movie. I was, I, that was from Splitting 1993. Hairs. I was about. That was the other one I was like, about to say with Eric Idle and Rick Moranis. Yeah, like. If Mike yeah. is the horror guy, I could. I'm the. Com- I feel like I'm more of a comedy guy. You know what I mean? Like I, right. I know that better. That's blame it I, on the bellboy with Brunson. That, yes, again. like I know that kind of shit. Like you, you take know? me to a trivia game for comedy movies, I can do oh, it. Oh my god! You know? Just Transylvania yeah. Six Five Thousand, Haunted Honeymoon, <laughs> which has Jeffrey and Jones. And Dude, in Haunted it, by the Honeymoon way. is the best. I love Haunted Honeymoon. <laughs> Jeffrey <laughs> Jones is in uh, is in uh, Transylvania Sixty Five Hundred, which I just saw. Sixty Five Hundred. <laughs> Why? What is six six five hundred? Whatever, sixty five hundred. It's six five thousand. It's, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's okay. a phone number. It's an old school phone number. It's a phone number. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. No, any I any <laughs> any movie that has a end credit song that's the name of the movie is an automatic winner with me. Like, yeah. No, I, I, I think so. Yep. I love No Holds Barred. You're right. Not the uh, the White Doomsday rap song we're gonna do at the end credits. The hip hop '90s rap, but you know, I thought it was inappropriate for the term. <laughs> oh, oh, Leprechaun Mike, in the Hood. It, I, Leprechaun I, in the Hood does. Has let me a rap tell you, song. Mike. I love I love White Doomsday, but if you put the rap song in there, oh my god, I would have been ecstatic. That is a beautiful thing. This fucking Psycho Gorman. They did the nineties. Oh rap. my god, yes. Stood up and cheered. I was yeah, like, that was oh so good, god. so good. It was Adam's family, the like Adam's Ninja family, Turtles. MC Hammer rap. Have you guys ever watched the Crypt Keeper? Have you watched the Crypt Keeper Crip Jam? The crypt, yeah, the crypt keep- uh, maybe, yes. maybe. So, oh, oh so yeah. good. The, so the good. crypt keeper, the fucking tales from the crypt episode, all through the house. Fucking best. Yep. Christmas- best Christmas. Yep. Also, the fucking um, the crypt keeper Christmas Carol CD. If you guys have ever listened to that, the Christmas album is fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I just watched Murphy's Law with Charles Bronson the other week, and it's like has an actual original song called Murphy's Law, like That's for awesome. the theme song, like. It's I'm just, surprised the band Murphy's Law does not cover that song. You can imagine <laughs> that would be the case. I felt like they actually tried back in the day. They just don't try anymore. They don't you know? try anymore. Yeah. But so, on that I note. To, uh, yeah, I was going to say. Let me sing us out on Jingle Jingle All the Way. Okay, theme go ahead. Song. Go ahead. All right. Do, 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 do. Bob, Nathan, and Mike, and Jeff just talked about Jingle All the Way, and we had a good time. Everybody knows that this song doesn't rhyme because we're talking about jingle all the way. We're gonna jingle, jingle, jingle all the way. We're jingle, jingle, jingle all the way. Do, 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 do. Please end this now before I keep singing. I'm pleased for the love of God. (laughs) And we're back. Oh, talk about epic. Forget a Ridley Scott movie or a Cecil B. DeMille movie. That was an epic movie talk, hither and yon, to and fro, 
up and down, left and right, back and forth, whatever you want to call it. It was uh, it was something. We uh, started at about 7.30, did a little pre-gaming, and uh, we ended up ending that puppy at about midnight Eastern time. Just ridiculous. I hope everybody enjoys their holiday. If you don't celebrate the holidays, uh, I hope that you have a great rest of your December and into an early January. Uh, Christmas time is a fun time for movies. You know, just togetherness, friendship, fellowship, familyship, whatever you want to call it. And watching Christmas movies is a way to do that. And 1996 brought us Jingle All the Way and added it to the Christmas movie canon. And a lot of people are appreciative of that. Uh, some people, not so much. But, I mean, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger running around like a crazy guy looking for a toy for his kid and running into all kinds of, like, just weird asshole characters like Sinbad and Phil Hartman's character. It's just, it's so weird and and it's more appreciative if you're an adult as opposed to a kid. I, there's some dark, funny stuff in there like we talked about on the show. So check out Jingle All The Way. If you haven't seen it or you haven't seen it in a while, maybe it's time to revisit it. There's no time like the present. So from all of us, that's just me at The Real 96 Podcast. And for my guests, Bob, Jeff, and Mike, thanks for listening. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Just, just be a good person and have fun and be nice to each other. Go watch a movie.